0: Hey guys, welcome to Begging Podcast, episode number 461. I am Chris.
1: I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a once again weekly podcast that comes (laughs) to you in three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, covering all the top geek stories of the past week.
2: Next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out November 17th, 2021.
1: You forgot how you did it. (laughs)
2: I thought he was worried about the echo and was like, "I'm not going to go that loud. I'm going to do it a mm. little bit softer." Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm in Studio I, guys, and it's uh, it's a little echoey. I haven't finished. I haven't finished the office here, so please bear with me and thank you, all listeners, for bearing with me as I took a month and a half off to renovate a house. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and then we follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic, and this week we're going to be taking a look back at some of the comic books that we read for October.
1: 2021 we got ready to read
2: yeah
1: we are ready to read well we get ready by, <clears> throat> by throat> drinking we're all drinking uh some beers right oh no you're drinking about cider Chris. yeah i'm starting off with a cider uh and this is coming from
0: orlando-based sideward brewing and this is their hard apple cider with pumpkin coffee and spices um, very much coffee forward um, I don't mind this. It's not bad. It's not my favorite of the ciders that they've had. Because it's almost... It's almost like you had a cup of coffee, you finished it, and then you grabbed the can of cider and you're like, should I rinse my glass out first? No, nah, it's fine. So it just, it's like a residue of that coffee on there. It's not like a nice big coffee hop on it, it's just kind of like a lingering weird ghosty coffee um,
3: mm-hmm.
0: it's not bad though I'm I'm not mad at this but I don't think I ever need to drink this again and I'm probably fine with the fact that Yanni drank the actual other three cans that came in the four pack because I think if I had opened one of those for myself I probably just would have been like Meh. even this one I only took half of it
2: gave the other half to her uh I had a friend of mine give me a pumpkin beer and she was like this is like the best pumpkin beer I'd ever ha- I've ever had. I love it. And I was like, "Oh, okay." And I opened it up and I'm expecting just a pumpkin beer and I take my first hit off of it and it's a pumpkin latte, so it's a coffee pumpkin beer mm. and I wasn't expecting it and it was so jarring, but that was like I had drank a pumpkin beer and then poured a cup of coffee into it. And, um, you know, I said to her, I was like, was it, was it the O'Fallon one by any chance? No, it was fifth, fifth frame at Rochester brewery. Gotcha. Okay. And, uh, I was like, yeah, no, it was good, but I was not expecting it to be coffee. And she's like, Oh, I should have warned you. And it's like, I took that first sip, and I was like, whoa, it was still good. But in my head, I was expecting just a regular pumpkin beer. Mm -hmm. And that coffee was just huge on it. But what are you drinking today? Uh, What I'm drinking today is from Resurgence Brewery. And this is a collab beer with Talking Cursive Brewing Company. And this is a cold IPA which I hadn't heard of until uh, Chris had one back in September. Um, and this is a ongoing series between the two breweries. Um, so volume one here is a cold IPA, which I really like. Uh, I like a good IPL, and this is basically an IPL. Um, their second one they did was a Belgian IPA that was pretty good. And um, their third one I don't think has come out yet, but... Um, but, no, this is good. It's got that good amount of, like, juiciness to the hops, but that kind of dry-your-mouth-out, pilsnery, lagery kind of-ness. Um, just a really good drinking beer. And this beer is called Stack Smash Repeat with a uh, buffalo, uh, a man with a buffalo head wearing is jumping through uh, tables, as Bill's fans do. In, uh, in Buffalo. Also, why I wore my Bills jersey today. Ooh. Also, they played today against the Jets, and they won. And everyone knows how that game works out because we're recording this at like eight o- ooh eight forty eight at night. So they won. And they <laughs> won because I'm at forty five seventeen. I'm a big sports ball wow, fan. Awesome.
3: Mm-hmm. You
0: you are. So so much so that Paul cheers you, and he he drank to that, but he was taking a sip yeah. so he couldn't say it.
1: But I know you're a big fan of this beer that I'm drinking, John, and this is Allegiance <sighs> Dark of the Moon Pumpkin Stout. You know, much like how you had a pumpkin beer that was mostly coffee, this is a pumpkin beer that's mostly cinnamon, and that's why it's my this favorite pumpkin beer. Yeah, it's so good. It's uh right up front, big cinnamon flavor. It's got that, and then finishes off with the Richest the Stout. It's one of the beers that I look to get uh, this time of year. Every single year now, that since we've had it. It used to come out in the big bomber bottles. Now I can only find it in the big variety pack.
0: Okay, so but I was going to ask high. if you got it in the variety pack, or if you uh, picked it up like, in a different way.
1: Like... It's, none of the beers in the variety pack are bad. They're just like, oh, this is... The pumpkin their pumpkin ale. This is their Imperial Pumpkin Ale. And this is their pumpkin ale with coffee. And it's like and then you got Dark of the Moon, which is a standout. Everything else is just kind of fine and it's all drinkable, it's all good, but man, I'd rather pick up a four pack or a six pack of just Dark of the Moon. Which, which they released which the six pack of Night Owl. Yes. Right? Night Owl which is their Night Owl is the only one that we got
2: in this area. And I'm six- pretty sure the only reason is because uh, Wegmans picked it to be in their, like, menu magazine for, like, their beer of the season. And that's the only reason it
1: came into our area. They chose poorly. <laughs> out, of the, out of the variety pack, this is the one you want to get. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, granted, the second time I picked this up... You know, when it was in the big bomber, it was because the store actually just put out their last year's bombers again, and that was very depressing. So don't buy it old, because if you buy it old, it will, uh... It's not as... That cinnamon will disappear.
2: It's not as good. I drank a year-old one on, um... When I was pouring beer out the other day, mm-hmm. Uh I had a year-old one. And it's... The cinnamon held up, but I kept it cold. I kept it in my refrigerator mm. for the year. Mm-hmm. Um... The other pumpkin beers, the coffee one held up. The other two, not as much. But, uh, yeah, it's a good one.
1: Uh, Yeah, so if you're at the store, pay attention to the uh, experience by date on it. It is really good. It's enjoyable. It's a good thing to drink while watching Dune because the Spice Melange uh, smells like (laughs) cinnamon. And that movie came out. And we can talk about uh, other movie news and stuff like that in the Weekend Geek, guys, because that's how you do a segue.
0: Boom. That is how you do a segue. And also the way we do a segue sure. is to make sure we mention that we did a segue. So you checked
1: both boxes on that one, bud. You, you know why? Because sometimes my segues are so smooth. You guys think I just want to talk about Dune, and I don't. I want to actually talk about the news that happened because we uh, yeah, had Disney Plus Day. But wait, wait! What part of the garden are we in, Paul? What part of that bullshit garden? Oh, this would this this would be the uh, the the trailer trellises. Ah, um, I'm like pretty sure under. the trailer has another part. It's like the it's like the cabbage trailer. Yeah, no, that, that's the casting patch. Casting. Patch.
2: Uh, I'm pretty sure we had the, trailers in this garden before, and it wasn't the trellises. <laughs>
1: Well, this is this is early trailers. Oh. So we got to get it on the trellises to let it grow. It's not an old growth trailer where we can actually pick it from the trailer trees, you know, Sorry. and actually eat the delicious fruits. This we're getting like announcements and trailers so off of Twitter, which was weird. Um, anybody yeah. else think that was weird? Um, since they were, it, it was
0: Disney Plus Day, it was celebrating the second anniversary of Disney's streaming service. They did put out a bunch of stuff on the actual streaming platform. Uh, a bunch of new releases, a bunch of old properties that were being made available for the first time, so it was kind of fun that way. But yeah, I was expecting there to be a little bit more like support behind it, almost kind of like what we got with DC Fandom for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of like setting the, the standard for how you do you know that convention from home type feeling. And I think that's what Disney wanted Plus Day to be, but it's just not. Um, Because when I woke up in the morning, I went on to Facebook for just like my normal, (laughs) (laughs) my normal like (laughs) morning, like scrolling. And I just saw a bunch of the stuff that they had announced Mm -hmm. or confirmed or showed us new title cards for, because a lot of the stuff is things that we had already heard about. And now it's just like, uh, huh. Secret Invasion, look at this fancy title.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Here, here's a shot of Nick Fury in it. Not anything too earth-shattering coming out of this, which is kind of sad. But, you know, stuff like Jungle Cruise and Shang-Chi is now available for streaming, which cool, but that doesn't make the day worth celebrating. And as Paul it's also pointed out,
2: those- in previous episodes, it was like a month late for both, like two months late for Jungle yep. Cruise yep. and a month late for...
1: Shang-Chi. chi So they held them back for Disney Plus Day. We got Olaf Presents. Which, those um, are a
0: lot of fun. I mean, they're short little... Yeah. They're 11 quotes, minutes but.
1: long if you watch them all together. But they're 3 minutes long if you watch them individually. Because the credits so, are twice as long as... We, the, we watched them
0: all individually. And then... Like, there's 5 of them. And then the 6th one is actually just the compilation of all of them. And it's like... Oh, if I had known that was available, I would have just put that one on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Instead of just watching them all separately, that should be the first one on the list. And then let me like pick and choose which ones I want to see separately.
1: Uh, see, I, I just only watched a Tangled one. And I didn't go back to watch any uh, of the other ones. Because I'm like, oh, I get what this is. The Lion it's King one's a really lot of fun.
0: I, I highly recommend that one. That was my favorite. Yeah. Something else that they did announce, though, is... The return of the X-Men animated series that you know and love from the 90s with X-Men 97. And what's bearing mentioned about this is the original cast from the show is coming back for it. But it's also going to be the first X-Men property that is going to be released by Marvel Studios. It does oh. have the nice Marvel Studios like Presents card on there, which is kind of fun. I don't feel the need to watch this, Paul. I know you'll probably... disagree
1: i'm gonna check it out i'm very um are they releasing it on thanksgiving (laughs) uh halloween it was halloween uh that first episode the night of the sentinel
2: really i thought it was thanksgiving
1: i I don't know
0: i had i had the vhs from pizza hut or something that's how i remember
1: watching it um what was i gonna say uh because they switched studios for that final season, so the animation style like changed completely in the, uh, in the you know in 1997 when it ended. So I'm excited. I hope they kind of go back and try to do more of the original 1990. We ran for what four seasons? So 1993 or 1994 when it started. I forget. You know that I don't want it to look like what if. You know, I don't want it to be...
0: Uh, no, I, I think they're going to go know.
1: like that kind of like
0: classic feeling. Yeah,
1: I want it to look like a cartoon. I don't want it to look... trying to be, be a cartoon, but also ape a cel-shaded, like, realistic style. Well, we are going to be
0: getting a Marvel zombie series, which seems to be continuing the story that we did get from What If, which I'm excited for that one. That one I will definitely watch. Uh, previously, it had been announced that Catherine Hahn would be returning as Agatha Harkness in an Agatha show, which they confirmed with the title for Agatha House of Harkness. We also got an announcement of a Spider Man cartoon, freshman year, uh, an I Am Groot cartoon, and then just more words like, yes, we're still doing something like Ironheart and Secret Invasion, like you said. Uh, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, uh, but what's exciting about those, though, is they actually did finally get to show off footage from them.
1: Ah. Okay, you were holding it back. I was holding it back, you, because that was... Like, like Shang-Chi and Jungle Cruise, you were holding it back. I the holding it back. Uh, which
0: I think does, you know, get me a little bit more excited, because we didn't get anything Star Wars related. Eventually they released, like, a little bit of a sizzle reel that had some concept art for the upcoming Obi-Wan show, but nothing else really great. Uh, Moon Knight footage mm-hmm. start out there because that's probably the one I'm most excited for uh, looks amazing yeah and he looks crazy he looks crazy and also this confirms that leak that we had a couple months ago of the costume that was something we had talked about on the show and everyone was like oh no it's too grainy you can't tell no it's like the scene where he's in the the bathroom like beating somebody up like yes
1: 100 percent confirmed yeah uh well, did you check it out I didn't check out the footage. I, I'm going to wait to talk about the Star Wars stuff mm. because we we haven't recorded. And the Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron movie that I was super excited with about, you know, during the, like I think the you know, some call they actually said it has now it is now off the schedule. They were planning on starting filming. Apparently, there's scheduling conflicts or something's happening, and it's no longer on the schedule to be recorded. You know. To actually go into production. I
2: think WB pushed up Wonder Woman. Because they've yeah, been talking a lot about what they're planning on with Wonder Woman with Linda Carter and stuff like that. So it felt like they're like, Well, we don't want we don't want her to work for the opposite company. Let's get her in to do Wonder Woman.
0: So I feel that's definitely part of Wonder it. And then three. also with everything being pushed back by Disney and Marvel, that might be part of it too, where just like the facilities that they use for uh, filming, like the studios that they have in Atlanta, it's probably all being used and there's a back catalog of stuff that they're trying to fit in now. So they might just have a little bit more like lead time than they need. And they're like, Oh, we can we can push this yeah. back.
1: But also the other series that I was really looking forward to I don't I didn't get a sizzle reel for it. There's no Nothing really about it, and that's a uh, Cassian Andor, the Andor series, like
2: which I believe they finished shooting.
0: Yeah, they wrapped filming on that. I want to say last month because I remember seeing something about it, uh, and that was one of the shows that had been announced with Disney Plus's release, like two yeah, years ago. Two years ago. Like, oh yeah, you no know, continuing adventures of Cassian Andor and K
2: Two S O. And it, no, it, <laughs> it the other thing that was disappointing was I thought we were gonna get an actual trailer for Obi-Wan. <laughs> and you just got Ewan McGregor talking about it and then concept art. So And it was like thick? stuff that he had already done in an interview
1: yeah. like two years ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what's weir- what's really mind boggling about that, and that we're talking about how there's not a trailer They released the Book of Boba Fett trailer, like, what, two days before? Yeah. Yeah. So why not... You're holding back whole movies for a a month, two months. You're not going to hold back a trailer? That you're going to then put on Twitter and then have everybody's name. Will Smith, you know, uh, they tagged the wrong Will Smith on Twitter. So the guy that's tagged in there at Will Smith isn't Will Smith, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's there's little things like that which are funny weird it's for whatever overall I feel like it's more of a you know we got the earnings call coming out saying hey the streaming they you know it was it was booming like everybody was picking it up everybody was picking it up and now it's slowed down faster than they thought it was going to slow down so this all kind of seemed like the release they had the little tile you know on, on your Disney Plus of all these kind of uh, the uh the different items there for disney plus day it seems more of instead of a recruitment tool to get new viewers as like hey one to two years from now we're going to have even more cool stuff so please don't cancel i can see that it's a retention tool yeah it's more of a retention tool than it was to get new viewers because why wouldn't you have this on youtube like when disney plus was coming out we kind of laughed about it, but we had that stupid thing on in the background, and we wa- ended up watching a lot of it, of just yeah. the five-second clips of everything that was coming to Disney Plus day and day. Like This set... And you have to be following Disney Plus account on Twitter to have seen these announcements if you're not already a subscriber to Disney Plus. But even on yeah. Disney
2: Plus, to find these is a a chore to watch them on Disney Plus. They're not there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, you gotta click on that Marvel thing that is everything they did in the previous year. I fucking lived it. I watched it all.
1: Like, oh, yeah, yeah.
2: give me what's coming up. You you know? Yeah. I, I, don't dick me around. And at least, like, even when you did a search, like, I did a search on YouTube, I got more uh, Fan trailers made previous yeah. for the Moon Knight than I did the Moon Knight. It took me for it took me mm-hmm. to scroll down to figure out. Okay, this was released two day, six hours ago. Now I can watch yep. it because I don't have Twitter. You know, like on
0: that mm-hmm. on that note too. I when I was looking for it too, I found more fan reactions and like breakdowns than I did the actual mm-hmm. like footage sizzle reel like teasers.
2: Yeah, and the Miss like the 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 Miss Marvel one I I really liked like I love that she's running around in the Captain Marvel costume and stuff like, but it took me forever to find it. I actually had to watch it in somebody's reaction clips because I couldn't find it. Like, <laughs> it just everything about it was not. It didn't seem like it seemed like they half-assed it. They announced it months ago, and then they. It was like two days before, and they had to cram, and be they like, put "All they
0: put all that effort into making the stickers that Paul got when he went to Target. <laughs> yep,
1: they had that available, but because there's a Disney store inside of Targets now, so they had those. <laughs> yeah,
2: but it just seemed like everything seemed like a bit of a letdown, and even like we're supposed to be getting the second trailer, you know. "Quote unquote," the second trailer for the the new Spider-Man movie. Well, why wasn't that part of Disney Plus day? Why am I waiting a week later for them to release that? And I know it's tagged with Sony
1: or whatever, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. and that, that's why you just can't and it's even not going to be Spider-Man. on. And Spider-Man's not going to be on Disney Plus, right? Like, yeah. still, so so I can get that, but yeah, no, I I felt like. Or the, hey, we're going to do a Disney Plus day, and we're holding back, and all this stuff is going to be released on Disney Plus day. And then, I was surprised that they were even doing, like, announcements of all that. That was surprising, but how they did it just seemed poor. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Yeah, half-assed. I was like, and Chris, I think you you are c- completely correct when you let it in. Like, hey, DC FanDome yeah. is, is a little silly and a little ridiculous, but for the fans that it's talking to, it's pretty good. You know?
0: Yeah, it's not just like a, oh, here's here's a trailer. It's you mm-hmm. know getting the people behind the trailer, the filmmakers, the cast, the crew, like mm-hmm. showing them being excited for it, like sharing it with you. It it makes it more personal. And it's
1: not just uh, the Nick or not Nick, uh, John Mullaney and Adam Sandberg saying, "Hey, yeah, we worked on this thing." for 50 seconds and then oh, it's Rescue Rangers but it's not a reboot, it's a comeback. It is. I don't know am excited for that one. But again, that's something that's, that they had announced. Me talking like, about it was longer than that clip. And again, that's something that
0: they had already announced that they were going to be doing and there's still no more information or footage or anything from it. Except now we have like a cute little like one sheet poster that they put up online that looks like someone holding like a tiny little like script for it. Like, okay, cute, but that's. I'm already excited for it. And the like, Chip and Dale cartoon,
2: the Chip and Dale cartoon that's on Disney Plus now is really good. It's a lot of fun. Uh,
0: I watched like the first one of them because I, I didn't know what to expect, and I wasn't expecting that, but it was fine. I it's yeah, I thought it's It in was the fun. vein of the the new Mickey Mouse
2: ones. Yeah, I like the art style. And uh, I thought it was fun, just like the the new Mickey uh, Halloween special they put up that I've watched a lot with my son it, It's fun I mean there's I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on
0: Disney plus because I'm obviously still paying for it like I'm about to get charged again for it in five more days like that's it is what it is, but I was happy to get like the Simpsons special that they put out for it, it was a lot of fun. The Olaf things we talked about previously, I really enjoy those. But I'm not going to be watching Home Sweet Home Alone. Like that's,
2: I I've it's, aged out of that. It's got a pretty good cast. I I know, but it's it's not
0: something that I need I, to. I'm not going to watch. watch it. You know, like Christmas rolls around, I'm going to watch the original Home Alone. I might watch Home Alone 2 if, if it's not too late. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I got another beer here. Let me. Put on Home Alone too, like because the original is going to be the best.
1: Let I me mean, get lost in New York a little bit here.
0: Ugh, that lady would have been covered with so much pigeon poop. I don't know. That's just <laughs> disgusting. Even as a kid, I was thinking that. Uh, yeah, Disney Plus Day letdown. Yeah, yeah, but what- but I am excited for the Marvel stuff, though. I, I will say that, like what we got to see: uh, she Hulk, Miss Marvel,
3: um,
0: Moon Knight, Moon Knight. Look, looks great, and I'm and in,
2: happy for the
0: care and the fidelity that they're they're bringing to the screen. So
2: and in just like keeping up with that quality, and in two weeks uh, we'll get two episodes of Hawkeye. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Still be waiting for more words about Cassie and Andor at that point, though. Yep. But what we're hoping isn't a letdown is our next beers. Ooh, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to go. Paul's just opening okay. his, but I'm halfway through. But Chris, do yours because Paul and I have the same beer. Gotcha. Uh, my other beer, also from Sideward Brewing, and
0: this is their Electric Funeral. And this is a double IPA brewed with Phantasm hops. Don't know what those are, but that's what it's called out. Um, this is delightful. It's got that nice amount of like fruity hoppiness that kind of just, like keeps keeps you going back for more. I would say it's crushable, but I'm sure since it's a double, it's probably a little bit higher. I'm not seeing the ABV on the can at all, unfortunately. Um, I'll have to check on tap for it, but uh, I had one of these at their brewery, and Instinct was like, yeah, I was planning on getting a four-pack to take home, but now I need to have a four-pack. And it's been kind of challenging just to save this last can for today, because I just want to keep going back and drinking more of this. It's absolutely wonderful.
2: Uh, and Chris, or, and Paul and I are drinking from Big Ditch Brewing Company, their Kringle juice. And Paul opened it up, took a sip, and kind of looked confused about it. And, uh, it is a very average New England IPA.
1: It's got a big mouthfeel, though. Like, it's, and that's why I took a sip, and I'm like, and I took a couple of big gulps there, and it's got a very, like, um. Oily, like resiny, yeah. but not with a, not pine resin, <clears throat> but a resiny kind of hoppy resin yeah. mouthfeel, like coats your tongue, um, which is actually enjoyable. That's good, but none of the flavors I could place. Yeah, like it says, oak oh, opens up, you know, and that's why I read the can because I'm like, okay, yeah. what what are? It says kiwi and pear, and I'm like, no, no, no. Mm. It's just like a, a, a little juicy. Juicy hop, resiny flavor. It's for is it Christmassy? No.
2: For a seven percent six pack at eleven ninety nine, it's not. It's not bad, but it's nothing that I would go back for.
1: And six pack, because I was looking at this the other day, and I picked up. uh, I was at a uh, grocery store. Uh, and I picked up the Sierra Nevada Celebration six pack, ten ninety nine. Have you tried it yet? Yeah, finished right. six pack.
0: Okay, I was gonna say, uh, took it because I hadn't had it until we actually had it for the uh, movie fix last year. The movie fix because I had been so like, crazy. oh, too too harsh, too harsh.
2: Like, no, it's so we loved it last so year. Yellow. Yeah, hey, it's fantastic. Like, uh, I'll I'll buy more next- as soon as it pops up at my beer store. Chris, let us know next episode. I'm, I've been waiting to, to drink it with you again. So um, I'm up for it. Also, I do
0: want to do more of the uh, advent calendars. So if we can start looking into that. Because I saw Founders
2: is actually supposed to be having one too. Oh, I haven't seen that. Uh, the Clown Shoes one is out. Ooh, i got to pick that up. There's a, a Stone one that I don't recommend because it's... Okay, I saw the Stone one was available, too, but I haven't checked it out the yet. The Stone one's like $30, and you don't get anything crazy Out in of it. the Orca. Yeah, they have like Ruination, and their Sublime, which is like their um, Black IPA. But those are the only two out of that that aren't normally in their variety pack. And I think Ruination they put in that... But it's $10 more than their normal variety pack. Mm -hmm. Is the Clown Shoes one basically the same as the one from last year? No, it's different beers. It's different variations. So you get like Space Cake, but then you also get like Space Cake Galaxy. It looks like there's like six to eight different um, Christmas beers in it. But they're different Christmas beers than what we had last year. Okay, because the one I'm looking
0: at on online looks like it's the same picture from last year. Because it's starting off with the outer one, which I forget. What it
2: no, was this called. one's t- it's a different pack. It's a different package. So this one looks like a Christmas, and then the beers listed on it are um, like written on a piece of paper on a notepad. Where last year they were all just the circle tabs. Yeah, this one's like uh, written out like a like on a notepad. Ooh, um,
0: I'll send this to you guys But just to mention it on the show If anyone else wants to kind of check it out And drink along with us There is an article on Thrillist.com That has everything you need to know About beer advent calendars uh, For this year And it has ones listed from Brewdog uh, Southern Tier Lagunitas Bells,
2: Oscar Blues So, uh, And uh, something Oscar Blues would be fun Uh, Something to talk about is, uh, we forgot to mention it maybe in the news, was uh, Bell's Brewery selling out to Lion slash Kiri uh, Ichiban um, conglomerate, uh, following suit with um, uh, New Belgium Brewery. Um, Larry Bell um, sold the brewery for a really good amount of money. Um, seems like he had a nice package for his employees as well in that. Okay. Um, but it just seems interesting that he was like, oh, "I'm looking to. Re- I'm going to retire. I'll just sell it and make a t- <laughs> make a ton of money." Mm-hmm. And not like, "Oh, I'm retiring." All these people that worked hard underneath me, sell it to them, or you know, like. It just seemed for somebody who has like independent-owned, like craft brewery, like as his label, it just seemed really interesting that he was just like, Dude, "I'm selling," and it's just that oh, I'm going to make millions of dollars. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to take it and go.
1: Is it still a stigma for people? John, when people come into your beer store, do they go, "Up, oh, can't," you know? Because when Goose Island sold, like people were like, "Ugh." Oh. Island. It's Budweiser now, bah, bah, bah. but everybody's still lined up. You know, yes, for Black Friday. People still line Everybody up. It's Black Friday. Friday. Uh, I've had that so. when
2: um, a couple of years ago um, Blue Point put out mm-hmm. their um, their hazy IPA, Hazy Bastard, I think it was called, and it was a good beer. It was a good beer for a good price. And I had a couple people that I was like, "Oh, this is actually really good." And they're like, oh, "Blue Point." They sold out to uh, AB, and I was like, I, so- "I sold you Goose Island." They sold. Mm-hmm. They were the first brewery to sell out, and they kind of looked yeah. at me like, "Well, you got me there." And I had one guy that came back and was like, "I've bought it three times. It's a great beer." Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's great for the price point for a filler beer. It's great. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you still have that. I have people who all oh, be like, "Oh, I have the new thing from founders, and they're like, "Oh, they sold out, but people won't buy Lagunitas because they had sold out mm-hmm. like it's out there. I think most people don't know, especially like yeah. a couple years ago when there was some troubles with founders with mm-hmm. one of their it was like a Magrinian oh, tap room yes. yeah. yeah,
1: the Magrinian had in the Detroit tap room. Yeah. And it went up to higher ups, and the higher ups did nothing. Yeah.
2: Uh, but even then, there was a lot of the people who were in the know that were like, I'm not buying I'm not buying KBS. I'm not buying Founders Beers. But most people don't know. It's the same thing like you talked like we're in the know about comic book movie news and you talk to somebody like oh i didn't know they're making a new spider-man you know so in that sense like yes there's some people that know and some people that don't
0: also also yes they sold out but they sold out to Kirin, which i don't feel like anybody has any big thoughts about like Kirin ichiban like it's it's the japanese beer you get if you go to a sushi restaurant because like oh what beer do you have oh I'll get a Kirin like I'll go to Epcot and like if I'm doing like drinking around the world and like yeah I'll I'll get a Kirin or like an Asahi like I don't love them but you know just it's there and I will say I'm going to be having a beer from Bell's after I finish up my electric funeral when I lived in Michigan Bell's was one of those like you walk into any store any restaurant Mm -hmm. they have everything from Bell's there like whenever they would put out Oberon, it was like a national holiday. Cause like you sit down at like a restaurant, and they'd be like, oh, we have Oberon on tap today. Like, because that's the thing that people look for. And the same thing I said in the uh, thread between all of us, I just think this is going to benefit bells the same way that it's probably benefited uh, new Belgium. Where they're going to have a wider footprint now, like more people are going to be able to try Bell's beer, and Bell's was like one of the biggest craft breweries in Michigan, and I think they're one of like the mm-hmm. biggest craft breweries in North America. I think they're number
1: five.
0: So okay. making great could... beer, making it available for more people—that's
1: just John, kind of one remember of those this. Like... Remember this. This would be a great quiz <laughs> <laughs> where we would have to write down what we think are the top the biggest ones and see how far we're mm. off, or do a higher or a lower. Yeah. Bigger or smaller. Yeah. With that. I think I,
2: I think I felt, I feel like people. I did something like that before, but anyway, maybe we always, oh, okay. when they, when breweries opened, I think it was oh, when he did higher okay. or lower. I'm sorry, Chris. No, that's okay. It's out. done now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> that's the show, everybody. Uh, Hey, we haven't done this in a month and a half. We, uh, we talk over each other. Uh, yeah I well, that would be fun <laughs> <laughs> um, but getting back to Kringle juice it's 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 average. I don't feel like I would need to buy it again. I was happy to give you two of them. yeah
1: um no, I wouldn't buy it you know now that I've had one and I have another one, and the other one's like going to be that thing that stays there and it's like, oh, I should drink that soon. And if I have anything else, I'll drink it first. Yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, I'll drink it that now because otherwise... Okay. Oh, I did want to mention one thing. Uh, super friend of the show, part of the show, producer Scott, he, he drinks nothing but local. It has to be a New York State beer, otherwise he's not going to buy it. But he does does brew his own as well. So, you know, if he's going to spend money on beer that he didn't brew, like, I can understand that. Because, um... I brought the Sierra Nevada Celebration out to disc golf. He brought uh, Stoneyard, their chocolate stout. Chocolate cake. Yeah, the chocolate cake stout, which was nice. But everybody agreed that the Celebration Ale was a better choice for that day than the stout. Hey, you had was. some beautiful days to
2: do that. It was
1: we had some uh, great yeah, weather. Yeah, I did it yesterday. Uh, <laughs> Not as great. <laughs> no, that is great. Uh, Not as great. But, you know, the celebration worked out. Well, you know, it's a nice IPA that's still, you know, a little bit heartier, but light and refreshing. So it worked out nice. Um, I took it nowhere. I took it down a death spiral. I am great at that, guys. I am great at killing a conversation. Where are we? We're Uh, we're going to do our our books. Our books that Uh. are coming out
2: November 17th, 2021 and uh i'm looking for a book that we reviewed um probably four months ago because number four is coming out and this is kang um so i'm trying to pull up the book where is it under shoot screenshots there it is now i got it uh this is written by jackson lansing and colin kelly Art by Carlos Magno. And uh, this is just the continuation of uh, Kang. I've read um, 1 and 2. Number 3 is sitting in my... It's sitting in my account to read. I haven't gotten around to reading it. But I've been enjoying... I've really been enjoying the series a lot more than I thought I was going to. I thought this was just kind of cash grab from Marvel, but after reading that first one and reading the second one, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm looking forward to continuing on this series. Might be one of my favorite series of the year, guys. Because we're getting to that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Only uh, six weeks away for us to do that. Look back on the year. No, you know I have to start putting my list
0: together, but Paul... Uh, talking about other lists right now, because these are the comics we're looking forward to. What about you?
1: I'm looking forward to Justice League number 69, uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis, artists is Siam Young, and Sumit uh, Kumar. Uh, But this is what we've been waiting for. This is setting up Checkmate versus the Justice League. Uh, You know, Brian Michael Bendis was writing both these books, and here we are, we're finally getting to the point where Checkmate and Justice League are going to cross over. So, excited to see what's happening. Super super spies versus super guys. Wow, that's the tagline. Oh, I thought you made that not, up. I didn't make that up. No.
0: Uh, Just, like Chris, my book does not have a tagline on the cover,
1: but this is a new oh, book. Oh, It wasn't on the cover. It was in the solicitation. I'm
0: sorry. Uh, this also does not have one. No solicitation. Uh, but this is coming out from DC Comics, and this is a six issue miniseries called. Robins, um, six parts, written by Tim Seeley, art by Baldemar Rivas. Uh, It's basically all of Robins coming together and having a big discussion. uh, Was becoming Batman's sidekick the best choice that they could have made? Um, I really like the Robins. I love the Bat family as a group of characters. I love seeing everybody together. Uh and this seems to be the book that I'm most looking forward to. We also have a Batgirls book that's gonna be coming out. I I don't know if it's this month or if it's gonna be next month. Uh but that's another one that I'm gonna be looking forward to. Uh focusing more on Babs, Stephanie and uh Cassandra. Even though Stephanie's gonna be in Robins, too, because canonically mm-hmm. like they are counting her in on that again, even though Batman didn't,
1: you know. Because, Instead of a memorial for her. It was a, but that's because she didn't actually she die? She didn't actually die. Hence why there lie. wasn't a memorial. Yeah. But the tagline should be, Chris, Robins of a Feather Locked Together.
0: Uh, I'm looking for something. I got nothing. Right? Like, yeah. that's, that's the book I'm looking forward to, though. So we'll be reading that one, right. definitely, when it comes to uh, look-back time. But, man... Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm looking forward to. What are you looking forward to? A dramatic reading? That's right. And now you're, me- you're reading it. You're fine. No, it's for John. Oh, it's for John? Yeah, that's what I was like, hold on. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's been a month and a half. What happened? But Paul screwed it up and now a dramatic reading. Oh, no, I just got I just down. From Star Wars, the High Republic. Trial of Shadows, Issue 1, Page 9, Panel 1. See? That was a long enough title. This is why you can't trust
2: anyone. Vada Banks, Midnight Den, Level 1347, Curaisant.
1: And that was a dramatic reading from Star Wars, The High Republic, Trial of Shadows.
2: You know, you say that's enough time. I came downstairs, my hands are wet, my touch, I couldn't use my fingerprint to open it, because it was like, does not understand fingerprint, it's wet, and then I got to put the code yeah, in. The way, the way your phone talks
0: to you is the exact same way you did that dramatic reading, Coruscant, phone does not understand. Yeah, it's the same voice. That's computer uh, voice. It's- if you, you want to see that panel... Uh, It's going to be on our Instagram, so check that out if you want to see everything else that we're doing for our show notes, for that. uh, (laughs) I have not paid any attention to that Instagram since we have not been recording since uh, Paul and I did that Not episode, so man, I don't even remember how to access that.
1: Uh, But also, if you uh, have an Amazon Echo uh, or, you know, a computer voice-activated uh, smart speaker, you can email us and get John to do the, the computer voice for your smart speaker Any uh, just with uh, four easy payments of uh, money, money, money. Buy us <laughs> the advent calendars. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I, I want. <laughs> he uh, rec- will become your, your uh, computer voice.
0: So there you go. Nice. Do we do our next beer now, or are we going to do that in the middle of all these
2: books? Uh, in the I, middle, d- we I, I, I right. yeah, I'm and still have... drinking my oh, uh, electric. How am I? How am I ahead of Chris? He's the he's the the
1: powerhouse of so this. I still group. have my I still have some of my first beer. You guys are fast, Chris. You picked up this book that John just read from. Uh, I
0: did, and that's going to head us into our main topic, which is like we said up at the front of the show. Our October twenty twenty one look back. So we got a bunch of comic books we're gonna be talking about for this past month, uh including Catwoman Lonely City number one, Are You Afraid of Dark Side number one? We have Demons Number One, Clear Number One, Night of the Ghoul Number One, Star Wars Tales from Vader's Castle Number One, and Star Wars The High Republic, Trail of Shadows Number One, Which was my addition to this list that John so lovingly just brought to life. Um Paul
2: and I have been reading. Sorry. What? Just, uh, John Stewart lovingly brought to life. It, you did. It gave me a chuckle.
0: I didn't make fun of your robot voice like Paul did, but okay. <laughs>
1: it gave me I a chuckle. I didn't make fun of it. I came up with a marketing opportunity. Uh, I'm pretty sure you were like, oh, it's the same
2: voice as your phone. So you did make just, fun of it. I didn't make fun of the voice. I made fun of your lack of
0: voices. <laughs> <laughs> Very different. Very different. But... If you've been listening to our slideshow over with uh, wordbooks with Friends, you know Paul and I have been reading the Star Wars High Republic Light of the Jedi novel in bits and pieces. Uh, and Star Wars High Republic tra- uh, Trail of Shadows is the next part of that publishing imprint after the actual High Republic comic, which we've also checked out on the show previously. Uh, this is the first actual miniseries part of the High Republic over from Marvel Comics. Uh, Trail of Shadows, this is five issues, and this is going to be focusing on the bizarre murder of a Jedi Master, uh, a Jedi investigator, almost like a... I, I don't know why I'm calling like internal affairs in oh, yeah. in the Jedi
2: Order. Um, He's and, a jag. I, was gonna, you know, I used to love jag. <laughs> I was going to be like... Dun, dun. This is like uh, Jedi's life on the street, like... A uh, Law Lord Order. Uh, but Jedi investigator
0: Emmerich Captor, uh, is on the case, and he is going to be palling around with a private investigator from Coruscant, uh, Sina Holtz, i on her name, let me pull this up, yeah, uh, C.N. Cyan, I'm not sure the pronunciation, <clears throat> again, this is a comic book, and it's Star Wars, so everyone has really weird names, um. As they try to get to the bottom of this weird dust murder, um, I'm happy to see some more of the High Republic era focusing on a couple different Jedi from who we've been getting in the other comics and the other books um, without having finished Light of the Jedi or the next novel, the Claudia Gray one, whose name I'm... What is it called? The name of it's escaping me. I'm...
1: Uh, it's out of the shadow or something something like that Um,
0: Uh, I was happy to see the Nihil mention this one but this kind of suffers from I don't know or care about any of these characters to start where the other High Republic publishing things that I've read have kind of I don't want to say ease me into it I don't need to be eased into anything I'm a pop culture fan in my late 30s like I can smash cut my way into stuff, but I don't think I care enough about the characters and the story that they're trying to tell to make me want to pick up number two. Um, I, I, I don't know. I want to see more of the Coruscant Underbelly. I, I like how it's seedy, and we've always been told it's kind of seedy, but we've never seen it play out in anything, really. But I don't know. I don't think there's enough to this book to make me want to like it as much as I do the regular High Republic comic or the Charles Mm -hmm. Soule novel. Like, they're just... It it was lacking,
2: like, a spark. It it definitely was. And I think some of it, too, was you're introduced to this detective Jedi, and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden when it switches to Coruscant, the voice doesn't change of who's... I was reading this as if he was talking about his informant that he's worked with on Coruscant. And then I'm like, oh, okay, so the voice is this blonde guy. And then all of a sudden... I'm like, uh, that's
0: who I thought it was at first, too. But and then, then I was like, oh, no, that's the girl from the cover. So
2: yeah. it's got to like, be her. Oh, it's her. So I was like, well, that was confusing. And then the two stories you're following two different characters who are then going to have a moment where they connect. But like you said, Chris, like I don't care about either one of these people. And I haven't read the novels. I haven't kept up on the, the Star Wars books that you have. So I felt a little more out of the loop, but even... You're, you're you, really not. But you can... A good story, you don't need to feel like you're out of the loop. And... Like, I like you said I didn't really care I was more interested if this detective Jedi had sleazy people that he'd worked with before because he's a detective who yeah sometimes you gotta work with scum to to solve these crimes like that would have been more interesting if they mixed a Jedi story with more noir it would have been really really fun like how they tried to mix noir with computers in clear, like, it, again, just didn't really work.
1: Or how they tried to mix noir in with uh, Attack of the Clones when Obi-Wan goes sees see Dax at the diner. You know, and he brings the, little, the dart, he's like, uh... Obi-Wan. You know, the computers, they don't know anything. You can tell by the markings. This is from Camino.
2: <laughs> I'm a fried cook with four
1: arms. Yeah. And a
2: little, uh, also... little mustache. A little mustache. <laughs> Alien creature that shouldn't have hair has a little mustache. It's just weird because you
0: could tell that was all just so much, like, George just wanting to, like, self-filate himself because of, uh, Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name of it. Um uh, American Graffiti is like yeah. Oh. Greasers, diners. Put it in Star Wars. Uh that really doesn't work in the Star Wars universe. Why would they have a diner? I don't know. It, it literally just looks like it's a theme diner. It's like when Marty he, goes to like Cafe 80s in Back to the Future 2.
1: And the droid, the server droid is there and she's like got the like weird Head thing, her head, her she's, head she's shape is the weird. Thing,
2: but she's also wearing really comfy Reebok shoes on her on her feet. <laughs>
1: you know, and you wouldn't want to run into her as a zombie if you were like Padme or anything. Not at all, because Paul, that's going to lead us into your book. Yeah, and this book is written uh, called Star Wars Adventures: Ghost of Vader's Castles, number one, John, number one. Uh, Dawn I, of the everyone, currents. I read number two. I thought number two was number one. I'm sorry. It's all right, man. It's all right. Uh, so this is written by Kelvin <laughs> Scott, who wrote the second of the Star Wars The High Republic uh, books. And that name is The Rising Storm. Not Out of the Shadows. Uh, the Rising Storm. Uh, and art is by Frank Francisco Francavela, who we love in horror comic books. He wrote... Uh, he did the art for the Afterlife with Archie. He's done some art that we'll be talking about coming up. Also, uh, uh, Daredevil. He came in after uh, Paulo Rivera. Pablo, yeah. And Megan uh, Levens does the actual like kind of flashback dream sequence. And this is so Francisco uh, Francavilla. He's doing like I'm guessing which is going to be the overall narrative like connective tissue of this kid that's come back home to his uh, ancestral home that was taken over by the Empire and they turned it into a weird library. And now he's going through all these documents and everything and he's found the blueprints to Vader's castle and he's found some other weird stories and he's been having nightmares and he's recounting this nightmare to us and also I guess his droid. So
0: he's on the droid Crane? Mm-hmm. I think it's his name.
1: yeah is it Kang? No, it's. it's I didn't great. read the book. I don't know. Oh, okay, uh, and in the stream, he he dreams that he's Anakin Skywalker hanging out with Padme, going to this. Uh, oh, ha- hanging out with Padme
0: and Jar Jar. Of course, and C three PO and R two.
1: And, and they're checking out this uh, this. Long-standing uh, settlement for a part of the uh, republic for years that has started that just no longer is calling in, and when they get there, they realize all the droids are like weirdly infected. Like C-3PO gets infected, it gets cut, and then all the wiring just kind of patches himself back together. And the wiring, what I thought was cool, uh, best part of this is when Anakin's hand stops working <laughs> and is infected.
0: How sharp is that tray that Jar Jar throws at his arm? As brother? sharp as Jar Jar's wick. Ooh, it's a super bomb
2: bad tray,
1: Master. <laughs> he's really good at throwing stuff. Uh, we saw that in the first episode. Uh, so he's Paul, really
2: good at getting stuff stuck on his feet and then killing
1: robots. That's true. Uh, well, it it's seems like master.
0: it seems like we should want to have jar jar on our side because this is like in episode 2 territory where it's the aged up anakin um his relationship with padme has already started at this point um jar jar just gets taken apart by these droids and paul i my question for you did you read this and then by episode or issue number 2 or did you buy both of them at the same time, or did you buy
1: they, they, one, didn't read, it, and then bought two? Because I was kind of curious what... They came out, they were weekly. Okay. So, yeah, I did not get to read any of them, and they were just coming out, and I'm like, okay, this is this will be fun. It won't matter. and Because uh, I was, was curious your thoughts it on really it, since good. you're the one
0: that like put down the money for this, because this isn't a bad book. Um, yeah. I like the framing device for it. I think they're just going to be kind of all weird... Out of continuity stories, kind of Mm -hmm. like, again, because again, this did come out in spooky season. So,
1: yeah, Yeah, and that's I was really into it. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to read this. You know, it'll be great. Leading up to Halloween, never, never did read on me today. Uh, Read this one today, and I'm like, okay, it was okay. It's fine. I'm glad I didn't buy four or five yet. I will say I did like this better than the backup comic,
0: which is a lead up to a. my Little Pony <laughs> comic book, <laughs> but they're not actually well, ponies; know. they're actual people, people. But it's still called My Little Pony. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, and the yeah, one, it's like the, the last four issue. pages,
2: and the one looks like the the daughter got... of Lobo. She does. <laughs> she crush. Um, this I
0: I'm trying to like put my thoughts together as we're talking about this. I didn't mind this one because it did just read as
2: I didn't like, mind issue Halloween two. It animal. read like an issue one.
0: Oh, my gosh. John had a lot of lingering questions that were (laughs) probably answered. Number one. No, Uh, number two literally reads like
2: an issue number one.
0: This
1: is fine. Paul, did you read number two, or did John beat you to it? No. John beat me to it. It starts with... Like I said, I read this issue today.
2: (laughs) It starts with this woman going to uh, Princess Leia and... um, Who's the... The Admiral... What's her name? The, um... Kodo? No, she's... Eswar. The female... The female general that's in charge. Oh, Mon Mothma? Mon... Yeah. This woman goes there asking for permission to go to Vader's castle to find her brother who's gone missing with his dro- her droid. And they're like... Mon Mothma's like, I can't give you permission to leave. I can't give you a spaceship. I can't do this. And then Princess Leia's like, listen... I see it in your eyes. You have to go find your brother. Here is a contact that will take you there because no, no sane person will take you there. So then she goes, finds the pilot, who's the, the rabbit character. Hmm, uh, Bucky O'Hare. No. no, He looks just like Bucky O'Hare. Oh, I he's absolutely Bucky O'Hare. Uh, yeah, but then... As she walks in, he's telling the story of a dream that he had where mm. he wasn't supposed to leave a Wookiee planet with these grapes. And then uh, as he's trying to leave with them, uh, Chewbacca grows huge, destroys his ship. And then he's given, a, he's given some fruit. And then he grows big and he fights Chewbacca. Han Solo's there. It's a fun time. I didn't mind it, but it literally reads like an issue number one. That's why I had no thought like, oh, I'm reading issue number two, because this was the number one issue. If this girl isn't in, because they even lead to the brother being kidnapped by the droid taken to uh, Vader's castle, and it's like, oh, yeah, he'll be a good sacrifice. And it's like, okay.
1: That, that happens at the end of this issue where he gets knocked out by the droid. Yeah. And
2: Well, read issue number so, two.
1: It
0: reads like a number one. So number two basically becomes like a kaiju battle. Does Han Solo
2: pilot Chewbacca? <laughs> no, he oh, doesn't. This isn't Pacific but, Rim. Come on. So That's the, what I want it to be, though. So Bucky O'Hare's ship gets destroyed by giant Chewbacca. Okay. He gets the fruit. He fights Chewbacca, beats Chewbacca, which even he's like, I can't believe I beat Chewbacca. Like, mm-hmm. Chewbacca, should did, be. Unbeatable. Did he ever hear, let the let the Wookiee win? Right. Yeah.
1: And did he then, take the moon out of the sky and like crush Chewbacca with the moon? No, he gives him like a kick. He gives him, like a kick, and he falls down because that's because that's how you kill Chewbacca is with the moon, right? But then, but Paul, that he, was no moon, it's,
0: it's references on references.
1: <laughs> oh man. It was a different moon. There was two moons. (laughs) When he was on the other
2: moon when he beats Chewbacca, Chewbacca falls back, destroys the Millennium Falcon. And then Han Solo is really pissed about that, so then he eats the fruit that makes him into a like a kaiju (laughs) and he starts chasing the rabbit around and that's why it's a bad dream. But bad dates. Yeah. But it had like some fun things like when Han Solo shows up the rabbits like <laughs> That was all fun things. I don't understand.
1: You're now going to start listening to the fun but things. But like for me
2: so like all when was Solo fun. walks up he's like oh yeah anyone with hair like as good as that I can't trust them or something something like that. Like it it's a fun it's a fun I mean, number 1.
0: All that being said of the two books we've talked about I'm more likely to read Vader's Castle number 2.
1: So there's that. It's a great number one, Chris. <laughs> I just don't know the battle of Rixien yet. It doesn't happen in the first book, I, spoilers I, for the first book. I feel like it's just
0: the Jedi out doing stuff and then like he comes across like the decaying corpse like I feel like that's supposed to be just one of those like moments in time where it's like oh the, the actual battle didn't matter it's just the fact that Something happened to that Jedi Master, and you'll learn about what happened in the battle, like in issue number
2: five or whatever. But I don't care. Are, are you talking about that that the first yet? book where he goes in yeah, and the guy, the captain's like, Hey, puts his knuckles down on the table. I need you to solve this case and fast. The mayor's breathing down what? my neck. And then he's like, reciting running through papers, like, Listen, nursery. I got the paperwork. I got the paperwork on this. Uh,. He's got no metachlorians. He's only ash and dirt. There's nothing that shows that he was human. Uh, The medical examiner is at a loss, and so am I, Captain. Well, you better find out what's going on. You got
0: a week. Otherwise, I want your badge and lightsaber on. Yeah. (laughs) Also, they... You don't need to keep bringing up that nursery rhyme. Like you can have it just like pop up at the beginning. Like oh, I don't even remember doing that. What is it? And then have it be the words over the thing that they're going into at the end. Like mm-hmm. that's a big enough dangling thing. Like you don't have to have it like in every third.
2: It's page. chant. It's there. The, it's like the. It's like the, um, uh, when Batman's trying to get out of the tunnel in Dark Knight Rises. Like cha 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 like it just it. It it well, doesn't need to be over the fat over the woman who's trying to escape. Coruscant. I don't have the book
0: open anymore because I signed into your account, John. But mm-hmm. there, like, there's a moment where the Jedi is like talking to his shoulder droid, which I did kind of like that they brought that over from Fallen Order because I thought that's kind of cool design. Um, yeah, where like the droid's like, oh, I've researched BD1. this. It doesn't exist in any of, like, my language database. And then the Giants like, I don't know, they probably just needed something that r- rhymed with a way. It's like, what? what? That's... <laughs> that's a thing in Star Wars? Yeah. You yeah, have forced rhymes and 1960s style diners. Okay, Star Wars. Okay. I, I'm gonna get my next beer. John, uh, the rest of these books are all yours, baby. <laughs> the next 12 books we'll be talking about are all jazz.
2: uh and that's going to take me over to my books and uh first book we're going to talk about is are you afraid of the dark side this is a are you afraid of the dark horror-esque anthology with the teen titans telling stories around a fire uh and, I mean, this has a laundry list of writers and artists and inks and colored buys. Uh, but this is probably the best Halloween anthology we've gotten in years. And I would I, agree with that. That's true. I didn't, like, mm-hmm. I bought it, and, like, when I started reading it, the Teen Titans interaction around the fire, I was like, ugh. I'm not liking this. I'm probably going to hate this book. And then when the first story starts and it's a Bloody Mary story mm-hmm. and then Harley Quinn shows up, I'm like,
0: uh one, No, I was okay with Harley Quinn, but that's when Dark Side shows up and I'm yeah. like, wait.
1: Wait, what? And it's a Harley quinn Dark Side team up and I'm like, okay, okay, I get what they're doing. It's Are You Afraid of Dark, Side? Dark side's going to show up and yeah, in everyone. stories. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I get it. uh I get it. I
2: thought this was kind of fun. I liked this one. I enjoy I enjoyed this book. I can't say that I enjoyed every story out of it. The Phantom Stranger and the Aqualad one being my two least favorite ones. I,
0: I would say yes to that because I wanted to like the Phantom Stranger one because I think that yeah. one's definitely the most like artistic and kind of blue sky, like I had a big idea to tell a story which I appreciated. Um, it, it's, Honestly, the Phantom Stranger one It reads a lot more like a Sandman
3: mm-hmm.
0: Kind of issue Or like a Books of Magic type thing Which I appreciated But alongside everything else That you have in this book It just doesn't fit tonally
1: And also Phantom Stranger steals away Joe Chill Yeah He's <laughs> yeah. just yeah, to you, F with Batman They never find you And,
2: <laughs> and it was for what it was doing story-wise was a lot wordier than it had to be yeah um
1: and this kid that's telling the story around the campfire has solved the case <laughs> of joe, where joe chill went yeah yeah uh also does he even
2: know who and Joe also, chill is.
1: also coming out and of it also, he's like where's dark side in this story <laughs>
0: So coming up, he's like, "No, guys, I've told a story that would make you afraid of stairs. Now, (laughs) like, I think there's bigger things to deal with than Uh, stairs."
2: And then they have a Robin one with the Mad Hatter, and then a ghost truck. Uh, The I I kept
0: expecting it to be it was driven by Large Mark,
2: right? (laughs) Uh, The one I thought was actually one of the best stories out of this was the Green Lantern John Stewart one. Uh,
1: uh, Yeah, yeah, that was.
2: I, I, you could, I could fortress, read that in a Green Lantern anthology. Like I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good book. Oh, Chris is going to tell me why it's so, not.
0: No, I, I, I'd like that one, but coming out of this, I had like a side thought where I'm like, well, how many of these stories were stuff that they had done for other anthology books? Because we did just have. Like, everybody's 80th anniversary with Batman, Superman, mm. Wonder Woman, like, Green Lantern had, like, a big anniversary. Like, they just had their, um,
3: mm-hmm.
0: what should I call it? like, annual issue come out. And I feel like some of these were probably sitting in a drawer, and then they're like, oh, well, Halloween's coming up. We'll make some sort of tie-that-binds story to loop everything together, because... I think if that Aquaman and Aqualad book had been in the Aquaman 80th anniversary special, that would have been better than the Aqualad one that we actually got with Black Manta not showing up to any of his parent-teacher meetings or whatever it was. Like, I, I did not like that anniversary special a lot. But it was getting to the end of it where they're like, No, sometimes a monster isn't what you think a monster is. I think this was one of the best Halloween anthologies we've gotten but I think on its own as an anthology it wasn't great and John I am sorry this is kind of the one that broke me when it came to (laughs) reading your books because after reading this one I was like okay well I got through that and I was like I only got three more books to read and I was like wait no it's actually four more books because I didn't see clear in between The Demons and uh, Night of the Ghoul and I'm like okay, and like, it became a thing of just me being like, I gotta read these books. And then by the end of it, I'm like, wait, I didn't actually finish reading my book, so then I had to go back into uh Shadows. <laughs> and then Trail your Shadows. book wasn't that great either. <laughs> so by the time I got through everything today, I was like, I, I don't even want to record a podcast. And I had to deal with the car, my car battery dying and replace that today. And I was just like, my vacation's starting off weak. And also, I... Th- the Superman story. In this I thought she was going to be like a parasite.
1: Like a, yeah, character. like a
2: parasite as character. And then they like why even have at the end of that Superman? Because okay, so you got the Phantom Stranger, you have the <laughs> the Aqualad one. Not neither one of them are great. No reason to talk about it. the Superman one. I thought wasn't bad. The Superman one's not bad, but it just it comes off as
0: kind of sloppy where. They're on the trail for these missing kids, but you have Superman there. He can use his X-ray vision outside. You don't have to do this whole, like, oh, we're investigating the disappearance of these kids. When As soon as you walk in the building, he's like, oh,
2: they're in the basement with a bunch of skeletons. Mm-hmm. You, yeah.
1: And then the ending when uh, they're Superman like, Superman believes in your privacy and won't X-ray your house until you invite him in. He's
2: like, and once he's like a vampire. In,
1: he's going through... <laughs> He's going through your medicine cabinet, he's checking your junk drawer, seeing how many packets of... uh...
2: The other thing that I love is like it's like, well, you saved me today, Lois, but I'm Superman and I'm great. But at least there's nothing else that's bad happening. Let's go home. And then it's like pan out, and the tree that they were standing to next to him has all these purple glowing orbs, like the purple monster that was sucking the life force out of him.
1: Yeah. But again... Because it's a stinger. Gotta have that stinger
2: at the end. Not a great... An- but where was Side? Not a great anthology, but the best Halloween anthology we've gotten in years.
1: Oh, in years. Yeah, because we had that Vertigo one that we just hated where there was two time-traveling Hitler stories in it, and both weren't good. But
2: I think uh, we had mentioned it probably in one of the previous episodes because we haven't recorded in a month and a half, but... The there was that super supergirl Batman or supergirl Robin Robin yeah Halloween special that yeah. ha, that was great and we've been chasing we've been chasing a great Halloween anthology for years and this is number two in my in in my opinion yeah. even, Every,
1: it's a distant two but it's a two it's even a, it's a two. Wonder Woman like vixen one like I didn't mind that
0: one like that one is a pretty good fix in the story like, I don't feel like you need to have one room in it except for the fact that like oh we need a character that can talk to animals and figure out that. These but are
2: also animals. who knew she talked to animals until she flew she flew in and was like oh yeah by the way I can talk to animals and then four I, pages later it's like hey you talk to animals talk to this animal I, I and the like animal just been. goes like this poachers oh let's go hunt down the poachers come on black eyed kids I feel
0: like there should have been an editor's note that was like, you guys remember the Silver Age, right? Because <laughs> that, that was the thing that like she hasn't done. I mean, again, I don't read a lot of Wonder Woman. Um, mm-hmm. So I can't say, but I, I appreciate the book. Like, I thought it was kind of cool to see that like Vixen team up. Um, I honestly didn't even mind the Harley Quinn one, because at first I thought it was just going to be Harley palling around with these kids that she's afraid to, like, learn their names. And then when Darkseid shows up, I'm like, oh, this isn't the actual Darkseid. Like, they're in a weird museum where it's, like, an animatronic, it's like, no, this is actually fucking Darkseid, and he's just gonna hang out with, like, the Scooby-Doo kids and Harley Quinn, like, looking for this escaped, uh...
2: I have to what, say... Like, the
0: Harpy? I don't remember like what he referred to her as, but it was like a fallen Harpy that yeah, yeah. They, they just couldn't
2: control, her boom she got yeah, her broke. boom tomb broke and she got stuck in this world. I, that's one of my favorite ones out of this that, it's book. It's not bad. And
1: I, I like the stinger at the
2: end. Once oh, it's we master the yeah. yeah, I thought
1: that was kind of fun too. But then it's
0: also weird, like the whole framing device that they have where it's like the teen titans are like on a team
2: building camping camp. Nobody wants to go camping and Damien's the one like, no, camping's great. Let's tell more stories.
0: Is bizarre. It's I, I, I don't know. But again, not my least favorite book of this month, so I guess that that's something.
1: <laughs> yeah, John, let's get into more of your let's books. Let's get into
2: more of my books. Uh, I thought it was an interesting thing that Scott Snyder did three original books with Comixology with three pretty big-name artists that they coll- he collaborated with. Uh, Franco Francovelli, um, I'm, I'm forgetting everybody's names. Uh, Greg Apolo Greg Capullo and
1: uh, Francis Manipold. Francis Mandipold. Oh, Cliff Chang does the uh, Catwoman. Yes, spoilers. Oh, oh, that that's that's I my I favorite read book of the month. Oh, It's absolutely the
2: greatest. <laughs> Great.
1: I felt like I read it before, and it was read by it was written by Tom King. But she goes and visits the Joker that was living in a retirement home. This, this is, and I'm like, oh, what is we'll, happening? We'll, we'll talk about all of this. Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm going to start with my my favorite of the Scott Snyder books, the one that I would actually probably buy issue two of, which is Night of the Ghoul. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is the Franco Valley art, and this is the story of a father and son. And the father uh, is kind of a film noir kind of critic who's tracked down this <clears throat> movie writer and director who made this movie in the 50s, which would be the, considered the greatest horror movie, except he destroyed the film, and he's found bits and pieces to piece it together, found this director, trying to interview him, when uh it's actually some other kind of dark secret that he's been trapped and put away. But it's inters this story is intersplaced with what the movie is of these World War two soldiers going into this town where there's this ghoul that has this other ghoul esque vampire, all the other things are based off of this thing. I thought this was the best the best of the Scott Snyder books that we read. Mm-hmm. And I think some of it is Francovelli's art because it just captures that tone of a horror movie because Francovelli loves horror and horror movies. Everything fits with this book and I, I, I actually really like this one.
1: Paul? Well, uh, yeah, it's the framing of the device is kind of, or uh, the movie within the story is kind of interesting because, you know, at certain points I'm like, oh, it's a comic book. I'm like, but it's a dime to, you know, especially at the end when you see the the special effects of the guy getting, like, it or not it, but the thing. Yeah. Where it looks like the creature's, like, jumping inside of him. Uh, I'm like, ooh, that's probably better effects than what was available back then. Or maybe this is actually, like, found fo- found yeah. footage
0: before found footage. And that's why I, s- that's what I, was- I thought the same thing, because, like, he's only seen half that movie. So I figured that's, like, what was happening. He was like, oh, no, like, we can't show this movie, because this actually happened.
1: Yeah, either it actually happened, or, you know, because they do mention that there's two... Secret cabals that are working against each other One works for the ghoul And one works to keep it Secret, you know, contained Yeah, and contained um, And the ghoul, like it, When it comes out It, like, manifests and then it spreads disease And if it spreads disease one way it, You know, that becomes People become vampires If it spreads, spreads the other way, so they become zombies And I'm like, okay, okay, cool, cool
2: well, I think they're like, all the ghoul. The myth around around the ghoul is what like spread. So it's a ghoul.
1: Well, they say it's a plague. It, it, it like releases a plague. It releases a the plague, ghoul. but
2: like oh, the ghoul sucks blood, and that's where like the mythos of the
1: vampire comes from. It's all the ghoul. It's all the ghoul.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: How? Well, because even like there's like the
0: pack time. of dogs outside. That's kind of like werewolfy. I got.
2: Yeah, with the like red the, the glowing looks. red eyes. Yeah. And again, Frank his art and him doing his own colours, like he makes he knows how to make those things pop.
1: <laughs> it's okay. It was interesting and then they're you know, at the very end, you know, issue two, it's them locked in an asylum or a senior citizen home or whatever you want to call it, and trying to escape A so you get a cabin in the woods kind of feel, you know, from the Kevin Woods movie, not just the Kevin yeah. Woods. Who wrote that? Joss Whedon. Um, that movie, plus like um, a supernatural monster. So I, it made me feel like. Wait, are these comicsology owned by Amazon? Like pilots for what they would then do for like an Amazon Prime video series.
0: Um I feel like, like it is was this... more a case of maybe they went to Scott Snyder to be like, Okay, hey, we're gonna let you kinda do what you want, pick who you wanna work with. Mm-hmm. Uh Halloween's coming up, like do some
2: some like kinda like horror stuff,
0: or maybe it just kind of happens I... like worked out that way?
2: I think it's just they went to Scott Snyder and said we want you to do some series, and he's like, I got these three ideas I've been pitching at DC, and they've said no forever, and I have some friends in the biz who will do the art. If I get
1: enough to pay. Yeah, Uh, because... If I can pay them.
2: Scott Snyder is a horror fan. His Batman series definitely has some horror elements to it.
0: Even after that, like, he did Witches, Witches, Jock.
2: Yeah. So, he he has an even... um, what is it? Severed or teeth? He did that other horror book. He's done. He's done a couple horror esque esque books. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have this one. I, I enjoyed this book. Out of the three books, I would pick up issue two of this. I enjoyed this one. Um, this one,
0: I didn't mind. But this is where I started going through everything. I was like, these books don't seem to end. Um, and it, it might have just been the order that I was reading everything in because I do like the art in this one a lot, but the story really didn't capture me. And this one and Clear, I just kind of f- found myself like breezing through. I was just like looking like, and trying to absorb. Um, because after all that, I then had to read Paul's book and then finish my book because I had been reading Trail of the Jedi, uh, Trail Shadow, sorry. -hmm. In bed one night, and I got like super tired. I was like, I'm just gonna go to sleep. And then I thought I had finished it, and then it wasn't (laughs) until today that I was like, What even happened in that book? And then I went back into it, and I was like, Oh, I only read eight pages, so then I had to like go back into it again.
1: Oh, you had a dream that you were in Vader's castle and you finished reading the book, and Chewbacca, only to discover. um, <laughs> only to discover that you didn't actually finish it, and you had to read all these books with John. Da da da. Horror
2: movie. You're the one about all these, all those Vader books.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're fun it's, and
2: light, really easy. It's to read. enough to make you want to take a drink, though. Yeah,
1: and uh, Paul, I'm drinking a variation of your beer, but what are you drinking? I'm drinking also from Big Ditch. I had a Big Ditch before. Now I'm having another. This is their Cinnamon Apple Amber Ale. This is a crisp uh, amber ale. and It kind of disappears, and this is another big cinnamon flavor that I'm getting off of here. I get no tartness from the apple. Really nothing other than cinnamon and then like the light, crisp amber ale coming through. Uh, so if you're not a big fan of stouts, so you're not going to pick up allegiance because you're being a coward. You should just pick up the Elysian. It's dark of the moon. It's really good. It's great. Everyone kinda... is allowed to enjoy their styles.
2: Yeah, don't shame somebody styles. into not liking a stout. They they're cowards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they should allow yourself to love. Hey, listener, you're a wonderful person. You don't need to be afraid to enjoy things. Don't be like Paul. Don't be like me. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy a stout for being a stout. But if you don't, then, okay, come over to Big Ditch uh, and and grab their cinnamon apple, amber ale, and then enjoy uh, a bunch of cinnamon dancing on your tongue in that way. Uh, And, John, how's how's the— I will say the
2: cinnamon apple ale is a beer that I've enjoyed on tap from Big Ditch, but I never enjoyed it out of the can. Uh, that being said, I'm having their French Toast Cinnamon Apple. Uh, and this on the nose... You get that cinnamon, you get that French toastiness to it. Like, it, it is really... It's really nice on the nose. The mouthfeel is like mealy apple. Ugh. Like... I'm not loving it, and Big Ditch is big on, like, keep cold, like, do all this. This spent a couple days out of – it was in the refrigerator. It spent a couple days out of the refrigerator because it was moving. But it wasn't long enough for it to go bad. I just don't think this beer is, is great. And other people might think it is maybe having it out of the out of the refrigerated thing maybe it did hurt it but the nose on this is great it has some mapleyness to it but it's just not delivering anything that i want to continue to drink i actually went and opened a new beer when chris was like i'm going to go grab my next beer i was like yeah me too cuz As I slide this away from me, almost off the edge of my desk, like, I don't want to drink any more of this. But what I do want to drink (laughs) is more of Buffalo Rumbling, a Buffalo IPA from Resurgence Brewing. Also, a Bill's-themed beer, but this is a 5.9%. And this is, it's a collab, but I can't read who this is from. I can't read who this is with. Whoa, uh, what's it called? BuffaloRambling.com. Oh, it's a football community. And this is a Buffalo-style IPA dry hop with mosaic, Vic Secret, cashmere, and emerald hops. Um, 5.9%. Really nice. It has a little bit of that dry your mouth out hops that makes you want to take another sip. I've enjoyed every minute of this this beer. Um and it's also really nice that it's under six percent. Like five point nine, yeah, it's right on that edge, but the Kringle juice was seven. Uh the IPL was probably somewhere around the same as uh six percent, so But this is a nice, it's just a really nice drinking beer. Like, it's not going to blow your socks off. It's not going to be like, oh, my God, this is the best beer I had. But if I had a four-pack of this and was sitting and watching a game or sitting and playing a game, I would enjoy continuously drinking this beer. Um,
0: It sounds good, and I want to say – you can get Ducla in Buffalo, right?
2: Yeah, we can get uh, some uh, of their beers in Ducla.
0: Because um, within the past week, I had their Sour Me Strawberry French Toast, which I definitely wanted to make mention, even though I didn't have it for the show, but just since you guys were doing like the French Toast beer. Um, it's their Strawberry Sour Ale, uh, but it's brewed with cinnamon, nutmeg, and vanilla. And that was... Absolutely fantastic. It's a great French toast. You take a sip of it and you're like, okay, yes, this is hitting those notes. Um, I think if you're able to find that up there, it's going to fulfill that promise more than uh, the one that you had, or like the apple cinnamon. Um, Because I picked up a four-pack of the Sour Me French Toast and absolutely loved it. And the previous Sour Me from Duclade that I had picked up, I did not care for. It was one of those things where I think I had one and the other three I just kind of left in the fridge for if Yanni wanted something, because she likes sours a lot. Um, We kind of split the four-pack of the French Toast one, and if I saw that again, I would definitely pick it up to keep your eyes out for that. But that's not the beer that I'm talking about, because I already talked about the beer I'm going to talk about, and this is Uberon. Uh, This is from Bell's Brewing out of Comstock, Michigan. This is their American Wheat Ale, so their uh, flagship beer, Oberon, uh, that's been aged in bourbon barrels. It's, I think, 11.5%, 11.3%. Whoa, Um, that's a huge jump for Oberon, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is about, like, that wheat ale just sitting in those bourbon barrels that's able to, like... Absorb all that alcohol out (laughs) Um, previously I had their tropical Oberon which was with mango didn't love it Um, it was one of those beers that when I had I'm like this isn't as good as just the regular version of it why would I choose this over Oberon Uh, this is if you just take an Oberon and then you drop a shot of bourbon in it (laughs) and you're like here you go because it has that just, like, deep, sweet, like, alcohol, like, vanilla bite to it. But then it's still, like, just that really nice, quenching, drinkable wheat ale. This is dangerous. Um and, I've been trying but, to pace myself on it because it's, it's like a nice light, like, ah, yes, mm, bourbon. I'll take another sip. No, you should not. You need to slow down as you're talking about comic books with your friends because damn it's it's really good and I don't know if I'll be able to find this again when I picked it up this was the only four pack that they had left at my beer store there was a broken open pack because my beer store will let you do like a craft your own pack of pretty much anything that you want Mm. so people will pretty much just take one out of Anything just to try, which I think is really cool, especially if you want to sample stuff. But I feel like I would want to buy a full four pack, and if I go back and get, you know, two or three of them, I'm gonna be like, oh, there's one missing though, because this is absolutely fantastic. Um, I hope Bell's continues this trend and does more variations of their flagship beer, uh, and maybe do Uberon again, because I'm already thinking about going back and drinking more and I can't. I need to I need to pace myself a little bit.
2: Uh this is a beer that I'm supposed to be getting at sometime. Um what's really funny is for some beers I get ahead of you and other beers you get ahead of me, Chris. So it's interesting that you got this before me but well, cuz I was confused cuz I hadn't heard of it before I saw it. So when I
0: looked it up, it said it actually came out in August.
2: Oh, so, yeah, i of the I, I got to reach out to my people and see why I haven't gotten this. Um, because I think I have an allocation of that beer that's supposed to be coming to me.
0: Uh, um, I don't remember what I paid for the four-pack of this. Because, again, when I go to the beer store, I, I and, stock up on stuff for the week. Like, i
2: Bell's has a habit of overcharging for stuff. Like they do a double IPA and they're charging seventeen ninety nine for it. Like I brought in their Mars series double IPA and it's seventeen ninety nine for a six pack, and it's just
0: oh, uh, this was fourteen ninety nine for a four pack.
2: Oh, that's really not bad for Bell's pricing. Um,
1: but hey, two hearted at the grocery store because I picked up the two hearted to, to go take to Disc Golf. And then I'm like, wait a second, there's a Celebration. Same price. Six-pack, two-hearted, oh, $10.99. That's a tough call. Like, If
0: I had both of those so. in front of me, I had to pick one, I would probably go with the two-hearted, because that's just
2: a nice, drinkable... See, I think I would go with the Celebration. And I say that having had Celebration a year ago with Chris mm-hmm. and... Eight weeks ago with you guys when we made the black and tan yes. out of it,
1: but.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The 2 round Yeah. No, I was just saying, so I haven't really looked at Bill's pricing. I just noticed it you know, the other day because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch hockey with my buddy Eric, and then, so I'll drink a little bit there, and then I want some beer left over for disc golf the next day, and I'm like, celebration or. It basically I picked up Hayburner and I'm like hey, you
2: know, the burner.
1: you've had it, it's fine
2: I prefer I, Hayburner, I, think Hayburner was more. I prefer Hayburner at Big Ditch Brewery I do mm. not like it out of the cans and I've for the most part not liked it on tap at other places besides the brewery right.
1: out of the cans I think the cans were more expensive than both yeah the they're like the 11 coins, yeah it was a buck more. Yeah, exactly. It was a buck more. So I'm like, eh, too hard for a buck less it makes more sense. And then I walked around the corner, saw celebration, and I'm like, okay, let's go with that. And everybody's using the bathroom.
0: I was I was, able, I was able to jump in for no where reason i Like, there's no need to stop that conversation because. Okay, then I. I, we'll, we'll, okay. I was okay. genuinely surprised, and if you go back and listen to the movie fix that John and I recorded. I loved celebration more than I thought I was going to. And I think it's one of those beers, like it would depend on what kind of event or like social situation that I was going to, to determine what I'm going to pick up. Um, cause if I'm coming to the Christmas party celebration, Oh hell yeah. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's perfect. Um,
1: I I, I want to try to make it work.
0: I'm just afraid to fly into Buffalo that time
1: of year. It's, Hey, um, it's fine. I Kate I talk Kate's like, Why are you why are you even, you know like Kate was like, Oh, why are you rubbing it into Chris's face like that we're having it? And I'm like,
0: I never f- I would I never feel you're rubbing it in like, my face. I though do though want I to try I to come some it. year because it's been like seven years since I've been able to come. Um
1: Yeah. But that's the kind of thing. Uh listeners, all it is is a bunch of people getting together for a potluck dinner. Which is a nice pot potluck dinner, uh, drinking way too oh, much and yeah, then playing Jack. I mean, that, that's that is nice. basically and Paul makes his homemade uh, eggnog,
0: which is delicious. Oh, eggnog.
1: He, you have the recipe. That's true. If you've been listening there. long enough, um,
0: it requires a lot of attention though, and I don't think people have the patience for that. But
1: they should just turn on one of our celebrations. This kind of thing it. I would just want to bring through.
0: for that, or you know, coming up for. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving time, maybe like bring that as like your your beer for the table kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, again, I I'm in Orlando. It's still in like the high seventies to eighties here. I mean, it was like almost ninety the other day, and then I saw everybody posting it was in the forties and snowing in Buffalo. So I, I kind of have to take that into account too, because that's not the kind of beer I want to drink right now. I briefly flirted with the idea of maybe setting up the Christmas tree this week, but then I'm like, no, I'm, I'm wearing shorts today.
1: <laughs> like, I I can't do that. <laughs> I put up my Christmas lights last weekend. Because it's beautiful. I put up my Christmas... It was beautiful. I put up Saturday, I put up my Christmas lights, then mowed the lawn. Then, the next day, helped my uh, buddy John move. <laughs> Because it was a gorgeous weekend. It was a gorgeous weekend. All the light gorgeous. stuff. No heavy stuff. No, no, all the light stuff. All the easy stuff. It was a day that I had scheduled to go disc golfing with uh, uh, with friends of the show, Ed and, and Scott. And then we pushed back to this weekend. Not a, yesterday. That is good. <laughs> not as nice. Not as nice weather. But I'm more than happy to help John move. And I'm more than happy. It was. It was still a fun time. It was just wet. Yeah. It was. It's puddles. You got.
2: You got pizza, wings, two oh, yeah. two crinkle juices, the mm-hmm. beer that you had uh, left <laughs> in the cellar, and uh, and, dogfish worldwide stout aged Ooh. in Utopia's barrels. Ooh. I think you made out. Ooh. Well,
1: I did make out. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining about. I would. I'm doing that same choice over and over again. <laughs> I'm complaining about the weather, not about. It.
2: <laughs> but yeah, it's beautiful to move. It's perfect. Oh, we sat out on the porch. We had some beers. Oh, uh, it was nice. Uh, uh, what you can or can't say is nice is uh, the Scott Snyder uh, Francis okay, book. Okay, because this is here.
0: the one that I kind of flipped through the most. Like I read half of. Um, Night of the Ghoul. Uh, clear, totally I yeah, kind of not- flipped through, but I have to say, like, it looks fantastic. Francis Maniple's artwork has definitely elevated since the last time I read something from him, which was probably, like, Flash. Um, his art is fantastic. His use of <laughs> color, because I'm assuming he's still doing his own colors on this one. Yeah, colored by Francis Maniple. Um, uh-
1: beautiful, beautiful book. But the whole premise of, like, hey, there's veils, do, other than being the, like, linchpin of, like, why he's following this person doesn't matter, right? Like, we get the opening scene of, like, the one woman who, who we then know, learn is the detectives, of course, ex, uh, ex-wife, ex because, you know, it's in a wire book, Um you know, we get the imagery of her falling, and there's a dragon there, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, he has a psycho hallucinogenic like, scene while he's chasing the bad guys. But it doesn't matter to the book.
2: Well, he's setting up. He's setting so much up about the science and the way that, like, people are living in. You no longer have your phone, everything's in your head. And if you want to live in a world yeah. where you see Good. zombies, um, go ahead. Chris. Didn't we
0: read that when it came out from Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martinez? It was called Private Eye, like eight years ago.
1: Yeah, it was Private Eye, and also there's a uh, Amazon uh, movie with like Owen Wilson and Salma Hayek as well, where you take a drug and then you yeah like everything becomes nicer. And also the uh, video game, uh, what was it, Hayes well, or I something didn't... like that. Yeah. where
2: I don't, I don't know what pers- that is but yeah but yeah so uh, you have a computer in your head you can set it up so you see everything as people are in nights and they're dragons or you can set it up so people are zombies you can set it up so you see people it, like they're in the roaring 20s and you see this woman die then you start following this detective who's doing a case for a client whose husband is buying black market they call it the veil that is this Mm -hmm. world that you can set up for yourself and the detective who's following the character is someone who pays money to be clear that he doesn't have to deal with the veil and then his wife dies, sends him the watch that he sent her when she got some type of promotion and on the back of it says I'm murdered. And the woman that hired him to watch her husband, she's also someone who's clear. And none of it needs... The world that he's building in this just takes too much time to build to be a noir
1: story. It it seems like two different ide- like. He has this idea about the whole being clear, you know, the veil. And he, he seems to want to complain about basically the encroachment of technology, technology on everyday life. You know, and how we 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 find restaurants through Yelp. We don't ask, you know, somebody, hey, what's a good restaurant to go to? We, we look at a screen. To get anywhere, we look at a screen on GPS. To, you know, so I understand, hey, ooh, the encroachment of technology. What if it... Completely takes over our screen. We're now looking at a screen at all times. Like, okay, cool. Whatever. But, so he's got that idea. Then he's like, well, I want to make a story with that. So he's like, oh, we'll just do noir. (laughs) You know? It it doesn't mesh. It's not... He didn't bring those two ideas together for me. That's all. No,
2: I I, I agree. And even his noir stuff that he's trying to do is all very...
1: Cliche stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dame that walks in. She's like, she's got legs that go all the way up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, and it's like I,
2: I'm a huge noir. I'm a Dashiell Hammett fan. I've I've read most of his works, and that's like The Maltese Falcon, The Thin Man, um, The Connecticut, uh, The Continental detective stories, like Red Harvest. Like, I love that. I love reading that, and this seemed like somebody who had somebody tell them about one of those novels, mm-hmm. and then write a story. You know what's a better version of this? Oh, <laughs> Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit's got better <laughs> noir with something else going on in it technology mm-hmm. or fucking cartoon characters popping in it. Like,. Mm-hmm. Scott Snyder, I think, is a very good writer, but he this out of all three of them feels like the most phoned in, and that's saying a lot. With having read whatever the fuck Ooh, demon, okay, Book so Queen hot take was there. That one I read all of, and I actually kind of liked,
0: but it take it it's took not a bad, long but it's not time great for it to get to the point where I liked it, um, and I. I, I'm excited mm-hmm. to talk about that. Uh,
2: it's at the Again, end it was when literally at shows the end, up,
0: right? Um, I don't want to talk about mm-hmm. it too much yet because I feel bad for skimming like the last half of Night of the Ghoul and Clear. Especially because Clear looked absolutely gorgeous. Like, this book looks amazing.
2: I I want to make one point of order. Most of Clear Looks like Frazier Irving's artwork. I do. I would not disagree with that.
0: No, Frasier Irving. First,
2: no, no. Frasier Irving. First it's a lot of like look. matte colors, and there's no outline to it. If you look, mm-hmm. if you look at that first page of Clear, that's Frasier Irving. Like to me, that looks exactly like Fraser Irving artwork.
0: Um, so that first page, I, I will say yes because it's just like swatches of color with cars. But as soon as you go into that second page, like there's delineation between colors. Like there's character work there, there's lines, there's stark
2: class. Well, that's because he's also like cha- he's change he's yes, changing everything. Like, um, and I, I do like now you that know, I you have heard that... more of the story.
0: I like that he's able to kind of shi
2: <laughs> I've <again, laughs> heard I told you,
0: more of the story. This. I was just looking at it. Um, <laughs> but I like how he's able to
1: <laughs> Chris Fred He's the able second to, like, issue break up art
0: cells <laughs> even within the same panel because like he has those inserts in there like I think Francis Mandipal is a fantastic artist and I don't I don't want to say it this way but I don't like that his talent's wasted on this book because I didn't read it but the fact that you did and you're like no and I'm like I'm looking at this this is beautiful like this is everything I would want from like uh I call it like uh my chemical romance like danger days killjoys book this is everything I want from like a Batman beyond like neo future like noir book. Like it looks good. Like this could be, you know, like uh like a Blade Runner style book. Like and the fact that the story's not there to kind of back up the if, like the art on the page.
2: If this trade came out if the trade of the first six issues or whatever this is supposed to be came out and it was 2.99 or 3.99 if a trade of this book was the same price as an issue of the book i probably would buy it to read it at some point yeah. but i would probably buy it and never read it because i wouldn't put it up as a trade in policy it's not bad. I think the art is good. I think when His he shifts between are the arts of amazing. people in those like, worlds, it's so good. I think is. I do think it's very good. I think there is a lot of like there is to me a lot of stuff that looks like Fraser Irving artwork, and it is probably in the colors and everything. Page page eight where it's him on the bike. It's it's a detective on the bike. To me, that looks like. Fraser Irving artwork, where you say, like, it's very flat. It's, it's the colors that Fraser Irving would work with. And I like Fraser Irving artwork. So, this book just, I think the first issue is suffering with him really, really, really setting up the world of this computer, veil, what, what have you. But then you're following a character that doesn't use it, so it doesn't matter. Because mm-hmm. in the end, they have the woman that says, like, you're wearing X clothes, you have a hundred-year-old watch, you have this, so I know that you're like me and you don't care about the veil. But the things the book is called Clear. He pays a yearly price so he's clear and doesn't have to use the veil stuff Mm -hmm. it should be that you're set up that you don't need you just click on default like you click on it so you don't have to view it like it shouldn't be something that he has to pay for when he's also said that people are paying X amount of money to live in these worlds so the world that Scott Snyder set up in this world doesn't matter and he spent a long time explaining it, but like, it's the same fucking opening as Lethal Weapon when the woman kills herself and then they got a crime to solve. Like, it's nothing new well, in a authentic story just crack and he's the trail not of setting up anything more.
0: In like, did,
1: did the Jedi Master kill himself? <laughs> uh, maybe. And there's nothing new. I just remembered another, uh, another thing. <laughs> uh, Frank L. Baum's work from uh the wizard of oz the emerald city's only emerald because he makes everybody that steps inside wear emerald tinted glasses Mm. Mm. in the book it's just everything's normal colored except everybody's looking through so this (laughs) is an old idea i'm just saying that's how old this idea is i and also the colors you know for francis maniple and also uh uh, free Irving. They're about the same thing. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but I did. I'm sorry, Paul. He, he did.
0: Oh, he he well, like cool. Uh,
2: and then let's find the other Scott Snyder book. We have demons, and this is bringing Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo back together. With the story of a young woman who is estranged from her father, who is a preacher and who she later finds out is a demon hunter who had recently been killed, which brings her back to her small town, which then she decides to kill the demons that killed her father... But she doesn't have faith yet so the axe that she was gonna use didn't work but her father was working with a demon to hunt down other demons and now she has a uh, artificial hand that has a blade in it I sum that up yes. well enough
1: yeah I, I thought I took the whole her like her being there like with the hatchet and she's going to kill him, and she's like, hey, this is supposed to light up if I touch, you know, if you get near it. You know, because she's just trying to figure out whether or not anything's true. Like, she just heard this whole whirlwind story, she's, she's falling down the rabbit hole, and she's just trying to grasp, grasp at anything to, like, get her rebalanced, and she's like, okay, let's see, if this lights up, then I know it's true, then I, then I can follow this path down if it doesn't then i must be going crazy this is all well, yeah, Especially because like at
0: that point she she's like no mom. like you guys are are nice people like yeah you're you're godfolk God like, i'm the godmother to your unborn child like and that's what got me where it was 2 thirds of the way through this book that i'm like i don't i don't care about these characters like that's kind of like the through line i think for a lot of the stuff that we've read for this past month for me where like, I'm just like, I I'm not buying into the world because I don't like any of the people I'm reading about. Like you can give me the sob story about this girl being attacked and like losing her arm to a snake by like, that's fine. But if I don't like her and who she is in the story, like I'm not going to get like lumped into it. And it's hard for me to not equate this book to the seven secrets, which I've painted before gonna be one of my favorite books for this past year because it's a person kind of stepping into a bigger world where there's like a secret war going on and it's hard for me to not make that delineation there and it's not until like the last like eight pages that I'm like okay now I'm into this when she's actually here fighting demons and this angel Gus shows up and Okay, now now the the work begins. But I don't know if I care enough after the previous, like, 30 pages of nothing to get me into, like, number two now. Because I do like the weird ground level, oh, now I'm in, like, a weird supernatural universe. Like, Crimson's one of my all-time favorite comic books. And I think I'm forever chasing every book for, like, someone like being thrown into that supernatural universe. Vampires exist. Demons exist. Angels exist. To be crimson. And I don't think anything's ever going to hit me that way because that was in my formulative, like, early teens comic book reading era. So I don't even, like, I can still read that book and enjoy it, but I don't know if I read it today, it would still resonate the same because I might be seeing that with We Have Demons. I don't know. Paul, you had your hand up.
1: Tell me how I'm feeling. Tell me how yeah, the feel. I think the first, you know, the uh, the first uh, two-thirds of the book, like, the narrator, she first comes off as a psychopath. And then they're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me try to figure out where to start the story. And then they start the story. And then they're like, wait, wait, no, well, maybe this would be the better part to start the story. And then another ten pages later, she does it again. Like, it happens three or four different times. And it's just like just start the story already. Like, it just felt like Scott Snyder had the, this is another one of the, like John was saying, like he had this idea that he couldn't get really get sold. Suddenly comiXology comes to him and is like, Hey, well, do whatever story you want. He's like, Oh, I got some, uh, like some pitch ideas. And he goes to pull up like the note cards he has written, you know, with his story outline written on it. And he's like, shit, uh, None of he, he's holding he's holding work. a napkin uh,
2: up, and so. then maybe maybe he also angel snakebite <laughs> girl arm uh prosthetic, and then also what have I been doing at DC oh Nth metal uh also mm-hmm. uh, the metal verse that I did with Greg Apollo over there,
1: yeah yeah, with this sacred net and metal the halo. Halo and Horn, you know, there's some cool concepts in here. Like I like Halo and Horn. Okay, cool. And then put um,
2: all the demon hunters dressed up in the costume. Uh, I'm the sorry, circles on yeah, them.
1: Like, are we talking yeah. about
0: Radiant Black again? Because that's where that book went. Because now it's like uh, the pseudo Power <laughs> Rangers team where everyone has that costume on. Radiant Black, well, probably gonna be one uh, of my favorite books from the past year. <laughs>
2: You've had uh, a lot of that, that. Oberon because when you reviewed that beer, you had yeah. like half a glass, and it's, now you have. It's a super so
0: good. Product. I really hope you get it there because it's just. Uh, it, but the the downside it's to good. it, after I finish this, I'm I'm gonna want to have some bourbon, and I have to work tomorrow
1: morning. <laughs> uh so uh, go ahead, John. That, that was.
2: This book has interesting ideas, but he does too much to set up the world. But even as he's setting up...
1: No, we're talking about we have demons, not clear.
2: But he's, he's doing a lot to set up the world, but he's still... Like, you're following a character that doesn't know what the world is? Or she's explaining to you because somebody told her what was going on? Like
1: right, because she didn't subscribe to the veil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's watching the movie. (laughs) Like
2: out out of these three, out of these three, out of the three Scott Snyder books, I really feel like Night of the Ghoul has a purpose. It knows exactly what he's trying to do with that. The art, the artwork, works with it well, and he's able to tell a story that is not all set up and the way he does set it up fits with yeah. showing the movie reel of those soldiers in the world war in world war two. Like it really meshes well where these other books have big grand ideas that he's narrowing down in that first issue to fill you in with all the information he gave you with the veil. In clear he could have summed up in like two sentences or three sentences but then he continues to go on for the entire book about it in this book it's all about a daughter who is against the idea of what her father could be and we got a better version of this with um, frailty Chris uh, <laughs> Matthew <the> McConaughey movie- that, the uh, Matthew movie McConaughey movie, pretty which is, good.
0: I did, I did like it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. You're, you're right, and I didn't uh, put that together, and I literally forgot about that movie until you mentioned it.
2: <laughs> but it's about a father who believes he can see demons, and he's been given this path through God to do this, and God has given him all these different things. What are like? I got these work gloves now, and they allow me to touch the demons. He showed me this axe that's here to kill the demons and he's got two sons. One who is like you're fucking nuts and the other one is like yeah, I want to kill demons too. And then in the long run, the son that said you're fucking nuts is a demon and the other one kills him. Like it's a it's it's, it's a really good uh, movie and um, oh, I can't think of the actor who also like directed it.
1: Wait, or uh, the, the two sons from two different no, women? Then? Same,
2: same thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Then how did the other boy Does become demons, a demon? Demons get in The demons get um, in you.
0: I am is it the guy who was in. on Agents of Shield? Bill Paxton.
2: Yes. Bill Paxton. Yeah, he, he, Bill Paxton directed I it and it started as a father. That. Yeah. Uh really good. Uh Powers Booth as the FBI agent who is a demon. I don't movie. Uh yeah, he's the one who's interrogating Matthew McConaughey, who's there just to set up to kill him as the demon. Uh, great movie. Anyone who's out there, don't read these um, Scott Snyder I, books. Go back to the would movie say *Frailty*. Still
0: read. I, I think they are quality books. The, I mean, there's definitely I, love and attention put into them, it, and it's all on me—the fact that I didn't. Devote myself to it because, again, I put off reading these until today just because I want things to be fresh. As I'm talking about the comic books that we're reading for the year mm-hmm. or for the month,
3: um,
1: I it's, it's the, been a long we, month. because it's been a long month too.
2: <laughs> we are demons. I started that first page three times. We we, yeah, we have, have demons. demons. We have demons. Um, I we think are demons.
0: the biggest thing know. that was holding me back from we have demons 2 is I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of Greg Capo's artwork even when we talked about his and Scott Snyder's Batman Batman number 1 we were like oh he's basically drawing the same character for all the Robins except they're all different heights so that's how you can tell how old they are mm-hmm.
1: and then we also yeah. were also like this Lincoln arch character
3: he
0: looks just he like he looks Bruce.
1: exactly like um uh, <laughs> but that was on yeah. purpose because they try to make it like yeah. the
2: main the main character that you follow in this. She just has the deadest yeah. of eyes, mm-hmm. and they're these bright blue eyes I, that are just Ferris dead, dead soulless. That I was like, oh, which she's a demon, right? She's just I got think that, dead that eyes. Could, well,
1: you know, or she's Taylor Swift.
2: I don't know. <laughs>
0: Have you listened to Red? And I, I
1: really do love Taylor Swift. I haven't pre-ordered. <laughs> I watched her on Saturday Night Live last night, ten minute version of uh, All Too Well, which is great. It was a great ten minute long song. Yeah, ten minute long. Get yeah. out of All Too Well. You can find it on YouTube and also on uh, on uh, on her YouTube and also SNL you see YouTube. You cannot find it on uh, Disney Plus. It did not on
0: Disney that. Plus hey. But John,
1: <laughs> set us up for what was my legit. Favorite book
0: for this entire month, and something that I I want more of. Uh,
1: and I'm pretty sure we read this book like three or four months ago. Though
2: I I would say this is probably my my number one favorite book as well. I really like this book, uh, and this is Catwoman Lonely City number one by Cliff Chang, written also in colored
0: also M. letter. It's just this- by Cliff Chang, like he did everything.
2: <laughs> it's by Cliff Chang that's why I said by Cliff Chang uh, and this is a story of Catwoman getting out of prison after being in there for years um, for the for killing Batman and this is her returning to a Gotham that is the mayor and who's running the city as Two-Face her trying to get back in there but she's got bad knees she's got a bad back She's got no money. Uh, All her money... Cobblepot says that he lost, but he kept her hotel. He kept her her
1: Uh, apartment. It was taken from him due to civil forfeiture because of, you know, she got that money through stealing or illegitimate crimes. The RICO Act would take that money back. Uh,
2: But this is a Catwoman who is trying to get trying to land on her feet and seems to be having a bit of a hard time doing it um which is weird because she's a cat yeah they always land on their feet uh but this is uh, the art is great in it i really enjoyed the story paul is making reference to uh batman catwoman uh mm-hmm. in this with her being an older catwoman and i Pretty sure Paul didn't read past issue one.
0: I didn't either. I really enjoyed it, but it's just one of those things. I I don't keep up on the Black Label stuff. Again, it's on me. Because um, I did like that one a lot. Uh,
2: but yeah, I, it was... Oh, go ahead. I, I found how he drew an older Catwoman and the world he set up with. With Harvey Dent being mayor and... Barbara Gordon, in a wheelchair, actually being his running mate. His, She's campaigning against him. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, said, <laughs> yeah, I said running, running mate. mate, but I meant <laughs> running against him. Um, and all these... all The world around there that has changed that's yet still the same. She can still walk into the same crime bar she's walked into before. My uncle's. Mm-hmm. Like, all those little things really added up and were a great story. And, like, I think of, like, The Dark Knight and and those books about the old Batman, the old Superman and that thing. (laughs) This, I think, is better with that old Catwoman. Because she's... She didn't just retire. Everything was... She was in jail. Like, Take those things cr- were taken away from her. And again, it's noir, crime movie, getting back into the things, still being trying to be a criminal. Who's she going to team up with but a fat, out of shape, killer croc? You know, like, all, all the things in this book and the Batman world that were brought into, I loved every uh,
0: element of so, it. So much of what you're seeing from Selina, like, release from prison is just the world's changed around her and she has to adapt to it but she can't because everything's different now and even just like the social like environment has changed like she can't even go to her own neighborhood because it's like quarantined like she doesn't even have the special like id band to let her into it uh, The, G-band. the G band. She goes to get a G band to and get twenty dollars, and they don't take cash. Like she has to go to the bodega down the street, and it's just her like. Con- and it's, it was <laughs> it's only you know, two bucks. It's just her like up against shit, and there's a moment like after she uh, sets up like, no, we're we're gonna break into the Bat Cave with Killer Croc. And you have one of the kind of like flash forward moments where she's on the rooftop with the, like the back cop shooting at her. And this is like the only full page splash we have in the book. Uh, listeners, if you want to see it, it's actually going to be page number 40, uh, full page splash. And it's her running on the rooftop, big old smile on her face. And it's, it's the moment where she feels most like Selena Kyle again. And of course it falls apart right after that because like you said, John, like she's old, like knees aren't what they used to be. Her back hurts, like she doesn't have those reflexes, but she's still getting in there and getting the job done. And it's
2: I like too that she bled yeah. old tread on the shoes. Like that was that was <laughs> the thing that made her slip. Uh,
0: Lost I correction. like this, and I look forward to seeing more of the build-up to um, Fool's Day, as they call it. Um,
2: I I really dug this book. I like, too, is, like, she, she walks into her, like, walk-in closet, and it has all the different era Catwoman costumes. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's wearing that vintage one present day, because that's what she had, but, like... Those moments where she's with Batman before he dies, which would be mm. present day now, she's in that with the goggles, her current Catwoman mm-hmm. outfit. Like, there's so many great little touches in this book that that I love. And like Chris, like I, at one point I think just in our text messaging, you mentioned it's like the Ed Brubaker, yeah. It's the Ed Brubaker, uh,
0: like Darwin Catwoman Cook, book. like Cameron Stewart style of Catwoman, which is again kind of that Catwoman that I've always been chasing because that was such a great run on the book that I'm glad Cl- like Cliff Chang's
2: it was, taking it, was,
0: it back uh, to like to that like having Selena stand on her own.
2: This is. Like, what those guys did with that book, because I 100% agree, like, it's what they did with that Catwoman book. Even back when, like, Black Mask was pulling the teeth out of, you know, like, the torturing them and all that stuff. Like, this is the sequel to that. And that's, those, that Ed Brubaker's book was yeah. what made me like Catwoman. Like, I've liked Catwoman because of that. And this is that, like, oh, here's old old woman, Catwoman from the book that you liked. And that's what I like about this,
1: is, yeah, uh, was, yeah, Dar- is that your Darwin Cook? No, it's, I didn't get anything from Darwin Cook. This is, uh, I don't know who it, that is. Oh, 2009. Is it? 2009, it's, uh.
2: Uh, everybody's sorry. Paul was flashing his his sketchbook. That well, because
1: he, I had it open over there, and I'm like my sketch from sketchbook that I got. You know, I only got like six pages.
2: He's he's got a he's got a really great Catwoman that he's showing us now. Chris is. I have one his. too.
0: I I uh, have here. a couple.
2: Just just so everyone knows, Chris Chris is wearing <laughs> a Deftones t-shirt with a uh, <laughs> black and white checked uh, flannel. That Wait. he got even though he's I complains about how hot he got he smart. got from the Beetle Wait, Paul. He got it you- from the Beetlejuice store. Can you hold at up Universal your, Studios.
0: Your sketch of Catwoman from uh yeah, Cameron Stewart.
3: He did the same sketch hey, for both yeah, of
0: us. We've... They're very
1: Wow.
2: Yeah
0: they're This ex-
1: isn't a myriad. They're exactly you know. the
0: same though.
2: i I also like, Paul showed me that artwork and I was like, oh, that's Cameron Stewart. And he's like, I don't think it is.
1: I don't know who this is. I don't No, no, you didn't say Cameron. You said Cliff Chang. John.
2: I thought I said Cameron Go Stewart. Back. It's not Cliff. No, I would never have Cameron. said that's Cliff Chang. This, this is
0: Cameron Stewart. Uh, Paul, what year did you get your skin? Did he date it? Because mine's second from second. 2009. And I'm sorry, John.
2: Yeah, no, Chris and Paul, his yes. is from 2009. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wait. Guys, hold up your hold like, up your flashes from Ethan Van Skyper. <laughs> that was the same year too. Uh, that was that was one after another. I and think, who got the better? I sketch think Skyper? Uh No, it was me oh, because I goodness. asked him to draw somebody that he hasn't been asked to. He did the Black Adam one. yeah,
0: uh, yeah he did the Black Adam. That's gonna be my flash.
2: Oh, that's really good. That's really it's good. It's the same
3: sketch,
0: though. Uh, see, I got the lightning bolt, uh, though. Uh,
2: it's the same sketch. I got, I He's got a little got more detail bolt. in his lightning bolt than you do, Chris.
0: Okay. Um, Paul, I'm going to ask you to send me <laughs> oh. those two
2: sketches.
0: Uh, I'll put them up on the Instagram if you guys want to see what we're showing. Because, again, we do this while we're just talking to each other on, uh, on Skype, so you can't see what we're showing. But they're both very good sketches. I want to say both. It's because we... Got the exact same one. So this is just duplicated. Uh,
2: that that, that catwoman is like you guys put him up and I was like, that's the exact same picture. It's the exact <laughs> yeah. same picture. And the flash is the exact same but, picture. Uh, mine was which, uh, a little bit uh, didn't oh. have as much time. We were the la- we were the last three people in line for Ethan Van And the people before him were all like Green Lantern, Green Lantern, Green Lantern. One guy was like, can you draw me as Green Lantern? And Ethan Van Skype was like, oh, fuck. Like, whatever, dude. Like, yeah, I can do that. And then I walk up, I was like, I really like Black Adam. Could you draw me Black Adam? Telleth Adam, Black Adam, not the female Black Adam that's a Black Adam right now. And he's like, So
0: yeah. I just Googled Cameron Stewart Catwoman sketchbook. And there's someone else online that's put up the exact same sketch that we also have. <laughs> This is from comicartfans.com in DiPaschino's sketchbook. Uh, I bet it's from 2009. Oh, there's, and then there's another one. Oh, my God. Oh, there's a lot of these. It's 2007 for this one. Wow. We got hosed. 2008 for another one from Anthony F's sketchbook. Wow. Okay. I still love my sketch. I don't...
2: Uh. But when we got our sketch from Ethan Van Scott, when we got our sketches from Ethan Van Skyver, it was right when he was announced that he was doing Flash Rebirth. I asked for Black Adam; he did crazy detail in mine. I, it's one of my favorite sketches I've gotten from uh, from an artist. And then you guys both asked for for Flash. But while we were waiting in line and we were talking to him, he pulled out the pages that he had. Like, the first three pages for Flash Rebirth that he showed us. And then we walked with... He was like, oh, yeah, no, I got to go. Like, I finished this up. I'm going to this panel. Yeah, we walked with like, oh, him oh, down the hallway. There too. So we walked with him down the hallway, kind of chatting with him. Got into the pant. Got in there. We sat down. Whatever artist he's sitting was, with... I think that was he's talking. the
0: sketch with him and Steve McNiven? No? Okay.
2: No, it was... it was a it was a panel panel because they were like talking. It was Dan, Di- it was, right after that, we asked Dan dio to do an interview with us. But as he's sitting there, you see him go like talking to this guy and then he pulls out the same book and he's showing the guy the same panels that he showed us from Flash Rebirth. It was just like a, such a fun little, uh, uh, it's what's fun about I, going I, to comic book I really book do miss that.
0: Especially having those interactions. Those early years, like, because I feel like it's Conventions have changed so much since we started going because that then it was all about the comics, man.
2: And we were one of the first yeah, people with with, with podcasts. Uh, I loved I loved our conversation we had with um, uh, Stephen Rue. Like mm-hmm. Paul got that Paul got that picture,
1: and it was yeah, just... Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's there in our Facebook message right now. Because I took a bunch of them. Uh,
2: like, but we had such a great conversation with I don't even think we recorded that conversation we had. No. But it was just like, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I have this farmhouse and blah, 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 with this great uh, art room that I've been inviting people over, and we're just doing our art in those rooms. Like, it was such a... We didn't talk about... Yeah.
1: Because we didn't talk about comics or anything like that. We just talked about his process and how he did art. Because I was so... Like, I can't think that way. Like, I have a hard time visualizing anything. Like, when I'm running wire for work, like, people are like, hey, you got that wire looped around that. And I'm like, "How?" I, until I pull the wire all the way through, I can't tell it's wrapped around something. Until it's actually, like, physically wrapped around it. Like, over, under, and all that jazz. I can't do it. Um, so he's, like, drawing. And he's, he's, like, purposely drawing the negative space in. And I just can't imagine um, doing it that way. Like, I would have to, like, make my outline, like, hey, don't draw here. Like, but he's just, like, purposely going around. And just watching him do that, and that's when we started talking about art and all that jazz. And it's people that have that artistic ability, their minds work in such a way that's so fascinating to me because I am... Not there. I. I it it's okay because it doesn't. We're
0: here just to consume, it we don't head. need
1: to worry about creating and this...
0: it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I. I do want to say as I'm sending you guys all of my sketches from my my sketchbook.
2: I was gonna say like all the like, as soon as as soon as Catman showed up, I was like, oh, these are Chris's because we both have <laughs> the exact same sketch yeah. of Dante uh, and Randall, and that's fine. That's a
1: lot. Oh, you got uh, Catman from uh, the. Eagle that's Show. a good one too. I got Weather Wizard, Wizard. I do like um, that Daredevil.
0: I got. I miss going to conventions so much. Um, but you know, reading comic reading comic books every single week, that, you know, it fills that void. Like
2: that that Nightwing is at yours. Uh, that was Carrier Randolph. No. So oh, it was that's fantastic. A really good- I,
0: such, I that was a story because really I movie. dropped my sketchbook sketchbook off in the morning, and he had such a list of things to get through that I was going back to, you know, follow up just to see if it had been done, and nothing and nothing and nothing. It is always one of those like, oh yeah, I got two more to get through, and then when I finally got over there, like, I I wasn't harassing him. It was just kind of those, like, hey. Can I pick up my book yet? Because uh, you know we're at a convention. I got other artists I want to kind of like go to. Mm-hmm. Like I was at no point like, oh, I, I want it. I didn't want it. I was like, can I, can I see it? Uh, I feel like he went above and beyond for the sketch because he knew I had been like excited to to get it because it, it's gorgeous. Um, I, I long for the days to get to go to conventions again to get more of that kind of stuff. But guys, we, we're we're thinking too far ahead because we got to. Take another look at her look back.
1: I don't even know if they do that at I think,
0: they, I I think so. Anymore, I mean, that's money on the table, literally. Um, John, these are predominantly all your books. So what's your power ranking?
1: And I cut, I cut two books, uh, which I didn't have you guys read uh, Jonathan Hickman's Inferno. <laughs> Because it's so deep inside that, of what, what they are doing. Me. In the X-Men I, I, I want right to now. read more X Men, so but like I'm book. so
0: far behind. I keep thinking like when I go to buy my comics, like, oh I need to catch up on X Men and then I'm like I I need to like buy no, so many no. issues to kinda even get to like the crossover, like the sort of X stuff that I'm like that's That's down the road, like, sometime over summertime when I have a vacation scheduled. And I can literally just sit on my porch and, like, eat hot dogs and drink beer and read, like, X-Men
2: crossovers. But, John! Uh, So, Catwoman, Lonely City, uh, which we kind of glazed over as we got into other stuff. It's fantastic. It's my number one. uh, Lonely City... Um, Knight of the Ghoul. Are you afraid of dark side? S- Star Wars Vader's Castle <laughs> number two. Two. Uh, great number one, by the way. Uh, I think clear. We have demons, and then try a, uh, Star Wars Trail of the Shadows. Mm-hmm. I had nothing invested in Trail of the Shadows, and it seemed like it was going somewhere, but it didn't. I think Night or Clear and We Have Demons had a little more going on in things that I like. I love noir. I love horror movies. Like, those kind of just edged that one out. I, I wanted to like. Trail of the Shadows. I love the thought of like a detective Jedi, but it just mm-hmm. didn't fulfill that for me. Yeah.
1: Was that IDW um, as no, well? No, that one's because one of the Marvel ones. The Vader's Castle was I think IDW. it's because
0: the IDW ones, it, oh, wow. it was definitely Star Wars Adventures, Vader's Castle, Droids Gone Bad, or whatever. Hmm. What's it called? Dawn of the Droids. That's one. But Paul. Dawn of the
1: Droids. Your list. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with "Are You Afraid of the Dark Side?" My number one. Wow! Then Catwoman, Lonely by that. City. Like, that's I just there were some stories that I liked, like the like Catwoman, Lonely City. It's like it was an interesting story. It's fun, but it's so else. It's Catwoman past Batman, and at w- at which point, like she's a foil for Batman. She's up against Harvey Dent. Okay, cool. Like. Uh it's it's it's
0: it's ruled like Calmelois Cindy but continue continue
1: uh, and then it would be uh Vader Tales from Vader's Castle number 1
2: 3 uh <laughs> number 1 is number 3. Yeah sorry.
1: Yeah, you just said number 1 I was night night. like oh, no 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 no. Then it would be uh Knight of the Ghoul. Then uh, Star Wars High Republic uh Trail of the Shadow then uh, We Have Demons. Right. Well,
0: my list weird. is almost completely different from everybody else's. Uh, Catwoman Lily City, number one, my <laughs> number one. I love this book. This is a book that, John, if you don't pick up number two, I will be buying because everything that Cliff Chang does in this, like, I've, I'm here for it. I'll be buying uh, And then I have We Have Demons, number one, is my number two. This book's kind of up my alley. Like, this is. Mostly, what I like my pseudo all age horror fantasy to be, and again, I just hearken back to Crimson for that. Uh, and then after that, I have Are You Afraid of Dark Side number one because there were some good stories in it. I think it was mostly a loss, but the the good outshines the bad. Uh, and then I have Vader's Castle number one, then High Republic Trail of Shadows number one, and then I have Night of the Ghoul. And then clear. Since I did not read clear, I just think it's pretty. <laughs> but that'll do it for the show.
1: You were I you, was, you uh, were strapped into the veil the whole time. You didn't do my own it, thing, which experience was your own version, reading other comic books, and then like
2: tabbing through. I read two more books for I this mean, for this list. I read, too. I, I read other comic to say,
0: books too, but they weren't submitted for the just list. One more book just a thing we do and if we miss out on a book
1: oh sorry oh, and if you want to uh, i said and if you want to see all the stuff that we talked about that weren't in these books yeah it'll be all the instagram uh, instagram uh, I'm, right I'm a space to, you know,
0: over the next week i might put up each one of those pictures just to like put them up there i'll tag the artist in it see see what that does yeah. And I don't Ooh. know where my. I've always said, like, if there was ever a fire right in my house, he like, what I would it. grab, it, it would have to be like my comic pages and my sketchbook because I just I love them. Like, I look at them every day, and I don't even see, look at them and appreciate them. It's just one of those things where I see it, and I'm like, yeah, I own that Robin page.
2: I know exactly where my two pages. My Andy Lee uh, watercolors are... My sketchbook is... It actually could be still in the <laughs> old house on my bookshelf with all my comic books. Because I haven't packed those up yet. But, uh, yeah. No, like... No, my, my comic book pages are, like... They're probably, like, the thing I own that I'm, like... Yeah. They're one of a kind, like these are original art that went into a comic book and yes they mean a lot to me i wish i could buy more go i to wish go to conventions like, people, artists didn't do stuff but i also wish yeah. they didn't do stuff digitally anymore. anymore
1: and that i'm saying and that's why i'm thinking that's why i don't know if artist alley would really be the same because i think Artists can make a lot more on commissions than just like, hey, email me what you want and I'll do commissions. I don't know I if think, they take the time. I think to some of the smaller artists that. do
0: like because bigger artists will have a commission list that fills up, but like mm-hmm. some people will still probably always do like the yeah, you know, fifty bucks headshot kind of thing. Well,
2: mm-hmm. what was uh, Chris? We went to. I think I, I don't think Chris. I don't think Paul was with us, but we went through, and you ran in, and you were like, "Oh, hey, I like your art." I think he gave you a Robin, and then like five years later, we're like, "Oh yeah, that's a huge, that's a huge artist right now." Um, I like, forget who it was. I
0: don't know. Uh, I I sent most of my pages to you guys. He's gonna kind of page through um, Are you talking about like my a sketch or it was uh, an actual page?
1: sketch yeah yeah but that's you stuff that Chris out. can look through when we're not recording so everybody have a E-mails, good night read read Email review us email us uh, uh, it's great to be back doing a podcast guys